Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And yes, we want the funk, or do we? Tonight, we are discussing personal hygiene um, in regards to dating, um, and maybe some other instances. And we'll also get into the uh, Waco, Texas massacre that happened over the weekend. Before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. The show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox tonight is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. Question one is already out there. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number, which one is this, 478? Starts right after a word from Truth Devour and searchforithere.com. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moves from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called searchforithere.com, and it's fantastic. At searchforithere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings, and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchboardhere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchboardhere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchboardhere.com. Searchboardhere.com. All right, my thanks to SearchForItHere.com and TruthDevour.com for being big-time sponsors of the Talk to Q Radio show. We'll go ahead and get right to it. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. First, I'm going to go to the phone lines and go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on Buck. Buck, what's going on? Yo, Buck. What up, Buck? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing all right. Cool, cool. And I will go to the 248 area code, the outskirts of Detroit, Michigan, and bring on the author, the show host, Crystal Hickerson. What's going on, Crystal? Thank you. How are you? I am outstanding. Good. All right. Go to the 910 area code out of the Tar Heel state of North Carolina, but I believe he's coming to us out of Texas. This The man who plays the doctor on the radio, Mr. Bobby Willis. Hey, what's up, Q, Buck, and Crystal? How is everybody tonight? Doing well, Hi. man. How are you? All right. Doing well. All right. We'll go ahead and kick this thing off. And uh, you all, you know, hygiene is very important. Okay, at least it is to me. Let me speak for myself. It's very important for me. And 
when it comes to just everyday life, when you're when you're trying to date, or maybe just going to work, it, there are a lot of ways you can offend other people without saying a word. <laughs> okay, and uh, some people take it seriously, and some people don't. But Crystal, I'll start with you first. When it comes to hygiene, in your opinion, what's worse? Is it body odor? Is it bad breath? Dirty skin? I mean, what's worse? What's worse to you? Body odor, you know, because you can give somebody a Tic Tac or, you know, I mean, it happens after you eat or something, so that's not a problem. But, um, yeah, body odor, that's a whole different issue. You know, that means that they haven't taken a shower. Only time I like body odor is if they just came from the gym and they're, like, you know, all musky smelling. But um, if they've been working all day and they, you know, they really haven't washed and, you know, you can tell the difference between just musk and, you know, just funk. Okay. And, uh, Buck, what about you, man? I mean, is it one thing that stands out more so than the other to you? Well, just body odor. I mean, like like Christmas said, I mean, you can take care of your breath after lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatnot, you know, but the body odor, you know, and the, the, the overall groomingness, um, you know, of of the woman is important too. I mean, because, you know, you can't be lazy and, you know, don't shave your legs enough or on your arms enough or something like that. That's That's bothersome. Okay. Bobby? Well, I I don't know if there's a <laughs> any one worse than the other with me. It just depends on the situation because I mean sometimes you know, um, like if a person got a chemical imbalance, that's kind of unbearable. You know what I mean? But if it's just you know we're out there in the sun working and things like that, then you know you 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 either rarely gonna notice or if you do notice, you understand why. Uh, and then with the breath thing, they may walk, you know pop a tic tac or burst a tea, but they still may have halitosis. You know what I'm saying? So it just you know, it's one of those situations where, um, you know, you know, are you in a situation where one is just worse than the other, you know, or one is just, you know, you just can't deal with. So I think it's situational for me. Um, I don't like either one. But um, sometimes, you know, uh, depending, on, depending on the situation, one may be more tolerable than the other, you know. Man, there are some things the Tic Tac just can't fix, though. When right, it comes exactly. to some bad breath, there are some people who just, <laughs> I mean, they have that John Claude Van Damme breath. I mean, it's just kick you upside the head and just do a number on you. But uh, so, Crystal, let's talk about, like, coworkers for a second, and let's go another route with hygiene. Because most people, when they think of hygiene, they think of body odor and bad breath. But it's more to it than that. Um, say you're in the restroom at work, and your coworkers don't wash their hands when they leave the restroom. I mean, isn't that a problem, too? Well, yeah, that's a problem, but, um, you know, I've always worked, you know, mainly in the medical field, so we have, it doesn't happen as often because, first of all, there's signs everywhere. Secondly, you know, there, you know, there's a little, you know, the hand sanitizers everywhere. So that doesn't happen quite as much as far as I see anyway, you know. Um, because everybody's told and 
if you don't, then somebody or probably someone's in there that'll probably say something mm-hmm. like, um, you gotta wash your hands, don't remember, keep practicing, wash your hands, everything you know. So it's such a habit I think for a lot of people and you know, um, where I work, so it's like yeah, everybody does it. Without probably without thinking now. Okay. I mean, Buck, how would you respond to it if you saw someone, you know, use the bathroom and just walk out? One of your coworkers. Man, I, I'd say something because I mean, you gotta wash your hands when you come out the bathroom. It's just this, this. I can't stand it because I actually say something to people that that do it that I don't even know. Um, they look at me funny, but I'm like, dude, you gonna wash your hands? You know, it's just nasty. I mean, you gotta wash your hands. I wash mine before I use the bathroom and after. Maybe that's a little okay. bit overboard, but that's. Just me. Hey, I've heard people say that before. I've heard people say that. I remember um, that you all see the Don King movie. No, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, there was a quote from the Don King movie. Don King said, "My brother, I wash my hands before I touch my dick." So I mean, <laughs> there's some folks. There's some folks okay. who like There's some folks who like that. I know plenty of people who wash their hands before and after. So. Uh, but Bobby, I, I had a, a guy, well, he was actually the director of my, my job. He was a, the head man. And I remember one time he went into the bathroom, didn't wash his hands, and walked out. And then, like, when I came out the bathroom, he was meeting someone who was visiting the building, and he was shaking their hand. I was like, oh, man, you have no idea what you just finished doing, you know. I mean, so it's also like a not only just a hygiene thing, it's kind of a respect thing, too, because... Yeah. If you use the bathroom, and you know, you can't be touching me. Right. You know, I mean, it's sad, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, these guys, they'll, they'll go out, especially, I mean, I, you know, I've seen it a lot lately. Not at my, not particularly at my work, you know, like in restaurants or, you know, uh, the movie theaters, everywhere. I've seen dudes go in, and they'll use the restroom and just walk right out. And it just it blows my mind. Uh, so and, and they don't realize that you know they're transferring whatever germs they got on their hands. They're gonna transfer it when they go and touch the, the child, their spouse, significant other, whatever, or even shake a hand like you just said. So I mean, I think it's very nasty, and, and you know, and, and that's why you know I'm kind of skeptical when people you know reach out and shake my hand. I don't want to be rude, but you know, <laughs> or you know, if I shake their hand, I immediately walk to a bathroom and go watch mine again. You know, I mean, I'm serious. Like you say, you'll see someone at the movie theater, and they'll not wash their hands, then go dig into a tub of popcorn. You know, I mean, it's disgusting. You know, and um, like as far as like I'm, I'm a big advocate for the fist bump, and because I'm the type of person, if I go, like if I see a friend at a restaurant, I don't try to shake their hand because they're eating, right? You know, like if they're sitting at the table Mm -hmm. and I'm walking by, I'll just pat them on the shoulder, hey, how's it going, or whatever. And if they just insist on some type of contact. I'll fist bump them. But I've had guys walk up to me while I'm eating, and like it'll be something like chicken, you know, something I got to put my hands on, and you want to shake my hand. And see, that's going to interrupt my meal because now I got to go wash my hand. You know? Right. And I, I can't stand that. You think people know certain etiquette, but not everyone knows, you know. So, all right. So, uh, Crystal, let's get back to um, one of the more common things and talk about hair care. Um, mm mm-hmm. Like, I know it's different for F- different ethnicities and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. as far as basic maintenance of a black woman's hair, you know, speaking to you as a black woman, 
I mean, how often do you think they should get their hair done, or how often should it be washed or or, or cut? Or I mean, whatever the the grooming requirements are for black hair, I guess. And why do some well, people why? neglect it? Um, okay, first of all, that is such a huge question. You could do a whole show on that. Um, <laughs> because that it really depends. Yeah, it really depends on what hairstyle you have. It depends on the texture of your hair. It depends on whether you're wearing a wig. Um, it depends on whether or not you have braids. Um, it's uh, Wow, it just depends on so much. And then you have to wash your wig, and then you have to wash your hair up under there and condition it and all that good stuff. Um, so... For myself, <laughs> I usually do wash my hair probably every two weeks, um, depending on, on what's going on. Like if I'm getting it um, braided again or something like that, because I wear wigs, you know. So mm-hmm. I um, so I don't wear regular hair. So but but I wash the hair of my wigs. Um, it depends on the wig and how long how long I've had it. It's just it's just so involved. But anyway, um, just for I guess for the regular chick, I would say at least um, one one to two times every two weeks, depending on your hair texture and how your hair is. If you're talking natural hair, then yeah, one to two times okay. every biweekly and condition right, and all that. Bobby, what about shaving, man? I mean, you know, as a guy, I mean, how often do you shave? How often do you think certain guys could shave? Because anytime you have hair that's, you know, anytime you have hair, I mean, you have the potential for any type of growth or odor or something to get trapped in it. So, I mean, what do you think about shaving? Well, you know, uh, it's funny. They just came out with a report, something that I had been talking to, like, close friends about for a long time. And And they laughed at me and thought I was crazy. But I told them that, you know, like dudes, you know, they don't keep it trimmed or they keep it nice if they don't wash it at least twice a week. You know what I'm saying? It could be dangerous for the woman because you get fecal matter in your in your Oh, beard. wow. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're going down on women, you know, and stuff like that. And they just came out with a report. So I thought that was the weirdest thing that they came out with that. And, I, I you know, and I was just talking about that, you know, uh, pretty recently. So that was weird. But, um, but it, it kind of backed up what I was saying. So uh, me, I'm a neat freak. I mean, I shave um, at least once a week. I get a haircut at least once a week. So that doesn't that's just my personal thing. But for the average guy, um, I think you know you should be washing your beard and you know your face every day. If you you know to be honest with you, you know, so, um, yeah. as far as washing, as far as washing it, but trim and and, and shaving and things like that. You know, uh, one you know once. Once a week, maybe once every two weeks, you know what I'm saying? But um, for me personally, I do it. The, the shave and the trim is uh, once a week and wash every day. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I don't have any hair to fool with on top of my head, so that's not an issue. I mean, I, I shave it clean about every three days, I guess, and I shave my goatee probably now, every two, two days. Yeah, so and I, I do want to for people who uh, who wash their hair and things like that. You know, um, you know, you can go out and get all these expensive shampoos and things like that. I think you're pretty much wasting your money. Um, you know, you can use your your body wash. You can use regular soap. You know, because uh, what soap does it attracts dirt. So you know, all you got to do is rub your head. You don't scratch it, and that's why a lot of folks, you know, they they scratch. You know, especially men with short hair 
or no hair at all, they only scratch their scalp, and uh, it's causing damage. You know, you, you uh, your fingertips got ridges, and when you, if you just rub your hair until you make that squeaky noise like you're squeaking on plastic or something, mm-hmm. then that's when you can But you keep doing it. If you wash it that way, not only are you going to get that dirt out, but you're not going to damage your scalp. And uh, and and uh, you know it'll it'll uh, promote healthier hair for those who still have hair. Now uh, the way to tell the difference is if you got white flakes and stuff coming out of your head, that's not that's not really so much dangerous. The damage you've been doing for scratching scratching your scalp that's scalp. Now if it's dark colored or if it's dingy, whatever, then that's dangerous. So if if you got the white stuff, then you're you're washing your hair wrong. You're damaging your scalp. If you got the dark colored stuff, then that's that's dangerous. And you, all you have to do is use soap. You don't have to buy that expensive stuff. Okay, okay. I don't know, man. Some people here look like they need some medicated stuff, Bobby. I see <laughs> some bad stuff on some folks' hair, man. I mean, you know how you walk past someone they're wearing a black sweater and it looks like they just, you know, came out of the snow? I mean, some people got it bad. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Some people do need extra help, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Buck, let's talk about teeth. How do you feel about missing teeth? I mean, um, is it only a big deal to, if it's in the front, or do missing teeth at all create a problem for you? It depends on the situation. Um, you know, some sometimes, you know, you have dental issues, and there's not much you can do about it. Um, however, I mean, if you're trying to do something about it, you just got to wait a little bit, it's not that big a deal. But if you you just you know just don't take care of them, then that, then it's an issue. But, I mean, it's it's just depends really on the situation. Because I mean, I've I've known people, actually dated women that you know had some teeth issues. Um, my ex wife had teeth issues, but I mean, she got those fixed. But hers stem from a childhood injury versus you know having something else happen. So. You know, it's just one. Of, it's just one of those deals that you have to deal with. You know, from time to time. I mean, she didn't have any bad breath because of it. It's just, you know, one of those deals. But uh, if you don't take care of them, then then it is a huge issue, and probably wouldn't even say anything to you. Okay. And let me go to the six hundred one area code, the bold new city of Jackson, Mississippi, and bring on Eminem. What's shaking, man? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? And uh, Eminem, I mean, how do you feel about teeth? Is it okay if they if they're missing some teeth as long as they're in the back, or does it not matter <laughs> where they are? I mean, missing teeth, well, or missing teeth. Or? I, I can tell you now. Um, I can tell you now. It, it's it's kind of like a double standard, but you know, uh, <clears throat> pretty much anything with me, a woman got to have her shit together. I mean, you know, with a guy. Um, I mean, I could really care less, of course, but, you know, uh, kind of like with, with reiterating some of the stuff Buck said, but, you know, but as far as expectations, I would expect the woman to be more, you know, cognizant of uh, that kind of shit, you know. You know, uh, like I say, if, you know, if a chick dating a dude and, you know, he'll box or something, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, Leon Spinks or something. It's like, you know, but... uh but you don't want a chick looking like Leon Spinks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but that 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 breath, that's the that's the thing. You know, the teeth is is bad too. But uh, 
but uh, but when it's when it's when it's when it's that combo, that's that's when it's like, oh no, you can't have that combo now because see that combo is what's gonna make you look and see what's coming out their mouth. You know, if, if you don't if you don't have that combo, then it's just like, well, if it ain't just in the immediate front. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the average guy ain't saying, look, let me stretch your damn mouth open and see how many molars you have or fillings or, you know, nah. You know, you know, if you got that, what I call that Colgate smile and and that second component is good, oh, we good, you know. All that shit can be fucked up. It don't even matter, really. Mm-hmm. You got that dragon, though. Oh, hell nah. <laughs> Crystal, how do you feel about it? Well, um... Teeth are very important to me um, because smile is the the one thing I'm, I'm most attracted to um, next to eyes. But I think the smile is probably my my first thing thing I look at. So um, yeah, his teeth would have to be good. I mean, they don't have to be uh, Colgate worthy, uh-huh. but um, but at least not missing too many or. Or any, you know, and I hate gold <laughs> teeth or any kind of, like, whatever, like silver or whatever they put in their mouth. I hate anything like that. So that's a turn off. But um, but yeah, that that is important because it, it messes up the smile. You know. What about and as far as like I if they're if like you know back in the day Shamar Moore just like his tongue was in jail. I mean, what do you think about like when it's just the teeth are kind of confused. Tongues <laughs> in jail. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're saying <laughs> if he's a Shamar Moore looking, yeah, you know, guy, back in the day, his chicklets, his chicklets were jacked up. I mean, his 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 teeth were arguing. I mean, they just refused to go the same direction. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna have to look up some Shamar Moore old. You didn't know that for real? I've never noticed that. Yeah, I never noticed that. Oh, my goodness. It looked like a third row of shark teeth. <laughs> that dude. Nah, no, you got to look good, didn't you? That dude's well, that teeth is... used to lay down. I mean, they. Oh, damn. Boy. Oh, he apparently got him fixed. So yeah, he got him fixed. That is something yeah. you can fix. So, it's, you know, that's not a total deal breaker, but it'll be harder for me to be attracted. Um,. But um, you can fix that. So or you can fix gaps, and some people don't like to fix their gap because it's you know yeah. part of who they are Michael or whatever. Michael Strahan. Uh, yeah. 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 Michael, you, you know. can put a whole tooth in between Michael Strahan's gap. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care. No. But you know that's his little trademark and everything. So I guess most people don't care about the gaps as much as they do yeah. missing teeth or when the teeth are kind of like. <laughs> You know, barbed wire or something like that. That's when it becomes more of a problem. Yeah, then it, then it depends on how. I forgot to say this too, y'all. It depends on how you smile, man. Because you know, like, uh, it's just like I, I give you an example. Of what I'm talking about, like, I use myself for example, right? Um, of course, my favorite person. But uh, you know, I smile in my jaw. You know, so like, I don't care how big I smile, a lot of teeth are never gonna show. Then you yeah, got some people that, the smile in their mouth, yeah. kind of like Wesley Snipes and Denzel, so it's like the slightest smile, and you see they whole wreck. So when your shit like that, you got to be 10 Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Julia Roberts, as wide as Julia Roberts' mouth is, I mean, because she can, like, 
lick her ears as, as far as her mouth being so wide. She Ooh, has to have. Before. She has to have her teeth on point. I mean, her dentist hooked her up because she got like dominoes up there, so she got to make sure they're they're on point. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, but I, I give you somebody else who who you never see their teeth, man. But she was she was a pretty lady when she was you know alive or whatever. Lucille Lucille Ball, she talked all that shit on on the Ricky, Ricky Ricardo show. But mm-hmm. I mean, I love Lucy, but uh. But she had a she smiled in her jaw too. You don't really see her teeth. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's true. But all right, well, Crystal, let me stick with you for a second and ask you this: Should all men manscape? I mean, the guys need to keep it tidy down there. Um. Because some women don't like it. They think it's a turnoff if they see a man that's that shaves down low. You know what? Okay. I've had this experience. And uh, um please share. <laughs> Fur ball. You know, I mean, you know what? When it comes to guys I don't I don't think about them in, in those levels of it's like I I like a guy who's neat who keeps himself neat where I don't notice, okay? That's really okay. all I'm asking. I don't wanna notice that it's too much hair. You right. know, especially like when it's going down the leg and stuff. I don't really care for hairy guys much, you know. Um, or if they are like bald, and that if they're bald down there, you know, because of course they've shaven. I think that's a little odd that they did that. Like, why did you do that? You know, you that's a little crabs, man. That's a little much, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. Right. I mean, but you know, there's a lot of guys who are doing that now, and it's like, why do you do that? Like a kid doll. Like borderline (laughs) shit. Oh man. No. Okay. So you don't want to. You don't want to see someone who looks like they're riding on a 1974 Don Cornelius shoulders or anything like that, right? Hey, but you know how all that started, right? I just don't want to notice. All, all that started with the, the evolution of flicks and stuff. Like, any flicks, like, from the mid-'80s back, you never saw that. But after after more modern times, you know, when uh, when, when uh, especially when, when everything went to DVD or whatever, uh, the industry kind of started having all the guys, you know, be uh, waxed and shaved and stuff. So that's... That's kind of how that trend kind of started, I think, you know. Probably so. so. And then when you – a lot of stuff did come from porn because um, yeah. women started doing the little landing strips and the triangles and all that stuff mm-hmm. in porn, and then, and uh, then it kind of became mainstream. And then w- women was getting choked, man, trying to hum on balls, and they had all that fur in their throat, you know, so the guys had to get all that <laughs> shit out of the way. I, the, very first, the very first porn that I saw – the very first porn that I saw, they had a woman who was really hairy. And, you know, since it's the first porn, you really don't know what's normal and what's not. But she was very hairy to the point you couldn't see anything. So, I mean, I was, like, looking like, okay, where do you put it in, you know? Cause right, like, this is rated or what? I mean, yeah. but... It just so you looked like she had getting a, educated. Is that what it was? You couldn't... Essentially, because she looked like she had a toupee. I mean, I couldn't tell what was going on, and... But, I mean, it was just, 
it's craziness. But I know some women don't like it when guys manscape because they say it looks weird. But I, I get what you're saying, Crystal. You just want it to look normal. If you notice, then something is wrong, one way or another. If you notice, something right. is wrong. All right. So, um, all right, Bobby, you know, clothes. Well, let me ask you this, Bobby. How important mm-hmm. is soft, soft skin on a woman? I mean, you know, you have some women who are, like, super soft. You have some who are kind of a little rough to the touch. I mean, does that really make a difference? Uh, for me, it does. I mean, I love I love the softness of a woman. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of want her, you know, body texture to be firm, too, but you know, I, don't, I don't want hard skin, you know what I mean? If I, you know, if I want that, I'll touch my own legs or something. I don't need all that. But um, definitely gotta, you know, gotta have some soft skin. You know, lotion. You know, um, uh, what they call that? Uh, moisturizer, whatever. You know, what I'm saying uh, I want a woman you know, that does that. That's a big deal. There you go. That's a big deal for me. So yeah, it's important. All right, Buck. What about you, man? Mm, you know, I, I want the lady to feel like a lady. I don't want it. It's all right if, you know, that's just their chemical, their makeup, you know, where they feel a little bit, you know, harder than normal. But I prefer one that's soft, you know, you know, that feels like a lady. You don't want one that's almost as tough as you are and doesn't feel as feminine, you know, don't feel feminine. So I'd rather have one that's, that's really soft, you know, and it, it makes a difference because, I mean, it really does make a difference. Okay. I mean, I, um, of course, I prefer that women are soft. And I used to think I knew what soft was until I dated this one. There were two people that I've dated. Well, one of them wasn't a date. Uh, one of them was more like a rental, but I'll get into that in just a second. I know that's I, I love it. Man. I love it. That's so <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? One I used to date, she was from this small town called called Wiggins, Mississippi. And she had the softest skin I'd ever felt to the point that I actually kind of jumped when I first touched it because it just didn't feel real. But it was, man, it was amazing. And then the other one was a stripper. Um, I went to the strip club in downtown Jackson, and there was this stripper. And I can't think of her name. I want to say it was something like Cheeks or something like that. Doesn't matter. Anyway, she had the absolute softest skin that you can imagine. I mean, it was like putting your face against a cloud. I mean, it was uh. absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because I was like, how much lotion do you use? Do you just take a bath in it? I mean, it was just, man, uh, amazing. Uh, uh. And that can make a huge difference. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. just something about the softness of a woman, when you, especially when you're soft in the right places. But, but, Crystal, let me ask you this. Let's Let's flip the script for a second, Crystal. Okay, can no, because I don't care about women being soft. Can a man's skin can a man's skin be too soft, Crystal? Do you prefer the man oh, to have some yeah. type of rugged texture? I mean, what if he has, you know, like just soft hands? Maybe he just moisturizes. I don't know. I mean, uh, no, 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 no. All right. Well, I know one thing. There's a difference in texture um, depending on your race. Um. So, men who are are uh, Caucasian. <laughs> or actually lighter skin. It's not even really, I probably shouldn't use race. It's actually uh-huh. just their, their skin tone. It's probably a little bit has to do with the melanin, I guess, in, in their skin, maybe. But um, 
I, that's what I've noticed because I've been with all of the rainbow. So uh, the darker you are, <laughs> the darker you are, the rougher the skin, and that um, or you know it's it's just it's a little rougher. It has nothing to do with whether or not they use you know lotion or anything. It, it just has to do with the texture of the skin, and the lighter you are. The softer the skin is, it's I don't know why it's just the way it is, I guess. I so, don't know if it's. Um, I prefer. I, was say, I don't know if it's like it like that for men or not, but but for women, the two women I'm talking about, they were dark. Well, women practice. We we actually have a regimen that we do right. in order to keep our skins as soft as possible. Those who are paying attention to it, and a lot of that has to do with hair. I don't know what that was. <laughs> a lot of that has to do with hair. And um, we shave our legs quite quite a bit. And so when you touch a man, they're usually not shaving that much. So you can feel, you know, a little bit of the hair, even though even though it's mm-hmm. down a little bit, you can still feel it. So it, a lot of it has to do with that as well. So that's where a lot of the softness comes in because there's no, there's no hair on, on the legs or arms or wherever there is to be touched. And so we pay attention to that, and we, you know, use the pumice stone and all that good stuff to rub off all the rough right. skin. Men don't usually do that. <laughs> so um, maybe some more men of today do. But a lot of guys don't usually do all of that, so that's why there's a difference there. But but that's what I, – I mean, I want a man to touch me and feel soft, and I want I want to touch him and feel something harder because I like the opposite Right, I get that. I get that. Well, I just know that man, that stripper, man, softness of her booty make Jello seem like peanut brittle. Okay, interested in you better go and get some goddamn Nivea moisturizer <laughs> and, and start shaving. Get some nair, whatever you got to do. <laughs> He's telling hey. me right now what he wants. <laughs> it makes a difference though, Eminem, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. no. No straight man wants to lay up against somebody that feels like him. Right, right. Nobody want no damn lumberjack, especially when you like, you know, when you're doing like little caressing things, you know, like, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, especially a cat like me with a, you know, a foot fetish and stuff like that. I can't do <laughs> that. Like, I don't know. I don't do that. <laughs> you know, they had no fucked up feet, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, I can't remember where I was at, but, uh, shit, man, I you know, everything was nice about this chick, man, but, uh, like, right on the curve of her heel, man, that bitch, like, man, like, she could back kick a damn tree and knock it down. I'm like, damn, man, that just kind of, like, you know, see, like, you know, like, you know, I, I like to, you see, this is my thing, this is my thing. I always judge a woman like this here, you know, as far as what's feminine. I should be able to close my eyes and put my hands anywhere on you and know you know, you know, by how how you keep yourself up, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you shouldn't, as you're going over humps and curves, you shouldn't get to no damn, you know, rocky mountain. Spot where you shit, confuse, man. Huh? Right. It's like, damn, man, what, what the fuck is this? You know, what's what she walking on? You know, ashes and shit? You know what I'm saying? Damn. But when, right, but when somebody is, you know, like I say, man, ain't nothing like a well-kept woman, see, I oh, know yeah. y'all probably talked about it earlier, but, see, that's why, you know, we do different shows about relationships. Of course, you know, number one, I'm going to go to be, uh, talk about 1313. But other than that, I got to give my man Q credit 
on his article, one of the best I ever read that I have copped for my damn newsletters in the past was I'm in love with a stripper. Because everything we're talking about tonight is is pretty much what guys are looking for. Now, all this shit about, you know, uh, what the chick do for a career, how smart she is, all this stuff. Man, uh-uh, nah, man, hell nah. That matter, but if if your damn skin feel like a damn roll of sandpaper and, you know, you growing a beard and all that shit, nah, hell nah. You, <laughs> you can keep the books, you know. Give me that growing dumb. Growing a beard? Give me that dumb, <laughs> pretty. Give me that dumb, pretty chick with great hygiene and, and, and just dumb. <laughs> just super feminine. That's what I want. Don't give me none but, of this bullshit. Uh-uh, I, but I can't. You know what, I ain't, I, I ain't fucking no point. That's a good point, Eminem, because, I mean, a lot of times, there are a lot, I mean, don't get me wrong, every guy is different, but for your average guy, I guess, your average red-blooded American or however you want to stereotype it, um, (laughs) if you take the fantasy from a strip club and incorporate it into your life, then, I mean, there are not going to be too many men interested in cheating on you. I mean, that's going to keep a man occupied if you can mm-hmm. adopt that uh, fantasy uh, into your life. And that's just how it is. Yeah. You that's know, like, I mean, everyone has something just like, just like you have, just like, uh, it's bullshit. true. I'm not, no, won't, I'm not saying he won't cheat, Crystal, because some guys Thank are just going to cheat. They're going to cheat saying, any damn way. I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah, but but nine times out of ten, the better off you are, the the, the smaller his list go unless he got a lot of money. Oh, you know yeah, okay. Saying? We'll keep the list longer and his name longer or whatever. But he still if your ass look like precious. That list is gonna be long. Trust me. That joker <laughs> hitting everything. Like Male lady, everything. Anyway, anyway, go. Just go, go ahead. But, but speaking of speaking of when you talked about women and facial hair, Eminem, I saw a lady this weekend at um at the the mall, and she was wearing like this little V neck shirt or whatever, and she had a lot more chest hair than what I had. I mean, she looked like David Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff in Baywatch. I mean, she was out oh. there. I, I, so I mean, well, let me go to Bobby for a second. Bobby, if a woman has Chest hair. I mean, even if it's just one or two little hairs, is that a problem for you? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if if I'm coming up and I'm spitting out hair and I ain't even been down there yet, I mean, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's I mean, crazy to me. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I that's crazy to me. I, I don't, I don't like that. No, no face like, hair, hey, no chest hey, hair. Hey, Bobby, hey, Bobby, can we can't get choked on that chest, can we? <laughs> 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 Shit, we ain't I made mean, it to that damn coconut yet. No, we ain't made it to that yet. Right. This lady was wearing hers proudly. I mean, it didn't seem to bother her. She had a little patch, you know. And uh, I remember working with a young lady back in the mid-'90s at, uh, for Allstate. And, I mean, she had – not only did she have hair on her chest, and she was proud of it because she was fine as all get out, but she had hair on her chest. I mean, it was nappy. It was like – Taco meat. Yeah, it don't matter. Know. It don't matter. I can't. I can't do taco meat. Nope. No taco yeah. meat on your chin. But you know what though? Like um, spiders having a convention or something. Yeah. <laughs> every market <laughs> <laughs> Every market Because I had a partner of mine that said he he would still get with her, but I uh uh-uh. 
I just nah, can't, I can't you can't I can't deal with a brillo pad on your chest. That's just not gonna work. <laughs> not gonna work. So let me take a quick break and uh, get one of my sponsors in here. LiquidLifeDrops.us. Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Drops are made from high quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and success. Hey, what's up? This is Crystal from The Crystal Show, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. I want to be baby, 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 And we're back on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Talking all things hygiene at the moment, 347-202-0215 is the number. Crystal, you mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to um, ask you to kind of uh, maybe uh, elaborate on it. Can a natural odor be a turn-on for some? Like, you know, when a man gets finished mowing the lawn or, you know, after a workout or something like that? Oh, yeah. That could be a turn on, you know, um, you know, especially if you know where the odor is coming from, you know, I mean, you watched him outside mowing the lawn. Oh, that's so hot. So hot. And then, um, you watched him change your oil. Ugh, forget about it. It's hot. And so, so it don't matter how he smells. You are already hot for him doing the chores. I like to talk he could come in and smell like a, a rented mule. Crystal's 90% there. <laughs> yeah, I know. She, she there. She get hot on the phone. That's just right. <laughs> anyway, so, yes. <laughs> but you know what, though? And this kind of goes back to what we talked about last damn week. Damn <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with uh, Mary LaBelle when we talked about how relieving stress can um, gain access to sex, and that's just an example. Crystal said if you handle the business with the changing the oil and cutting the grass or whatever, and that's one less thing for her to worry about, or you know, then you know that's going to get her in the mood or give her opportunity to get more in the mood. Now I understand that completely, Crystal. I, I do um, because I uh, saw a Facebook post earlier today from one of my Facebook friends who said a guy was, you know, interested in her, and they were just talking to see what they had in common. And she asked the guy, you know, are, do you, are you a handyman or anything like that? You know how to fix stuff? And he's like, no. And she asked him, well, you know, I like to barbecue and cook on the grill now and then. Do you know how to cook anything? He's like, no. And she says, well, what do you do? And he was like, well, and I've been a basketball player. what do you do? How much money you make, motherfucker? And he's like, I've been, a, I've been a basketball player all my life, and, you know, I played ball and, High school and college, and I mean that's basically what he brought to the table. He was a basketball player at one time in his life, and she was saying, "Well, you know, 
I, I don't even like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but she, yeah, but she was saying like you you're not bringing anything to the table, you know. And I, I I mean sometimes you want someone who could do the things you can't do, you know, or maybe right. things you you can do, but maybe they do it better. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Opposite of tracks, right? And I don't want to do it. So I, I kind of I understand that a hundred percent, Crystal. So, but all right, but uh. Buck, what about you, man? If a woman comes from the gym, are you okay with that natural odor, or is she going to have to jump in the shower before you touch her? Gym got shower, so you better go in that motherfucker. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> because, I mean, I mean, understand this now. Some some people do. Some people don't sweat as much as others. Or some people get off work and then go straight to the gym. But my thing is this. You know, you know me, and we grew up together. Y'all used to get pissed when I took a shower before I went to go play basketball and take one after I play basketball. So they were going like, come on, bro, what the fuck, man? I'm ready to play. I'm going like, I got a shower first, homie. But that's just the way I was. Still am. Yeah. But the bottom line of it is this. And I, when I go to the gym, I take a shower before the damn gym. I take a shower after. So it just, you know, women sometimes can smell worse than a guy. So... You know, with that being said, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to get get on that tonight. But the bottom line of it is this, take a damn shower. I mean, it's just, and besides that, you know, you got other folks' body, body on you anyway when you come out the gym. So I just, I'd rather you take a shower regardless. Okay. And uh, I know I get with, and that's one thing that I pride myself on. I always try to make sure that I am, you know, 10-10 on the hygiene and everything. I am very proud to say that I've had multiple women tell me that I'm the, the best-smelling dude they've ever been around. I'm happy about that. But you, if that means two or three showers a day, you know, whenever you feel the odor coming on you just or the sweat coming on, then you got to do what you got to do. Because um, I read somewhere that a woman can smell perspiration on a man from three feet. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big dude. It doesn't take nothing for me to go across the parking lot and, you know, dump water Mississippi in August and get a glaze on my forehead. So I have to stay 10-10, you know, and I think everyone should be mindful of that and understand that, you know, especially if you live in humid places and stuff, you got certain danger spots to get hot. Wash your particulars as often as you can. And the other Yeah. So... But all right, Eminem, you know, clothes are part of hygiene too, Eminem. If you if you look if you're trying to holler at a woman and everything and she like bends over to pick up something and you see she has like a ring around the collar on her clothes or something, man, can that be a turn off if her clothes ain't like Oh pressed god, and yeah. Night because and I'm I'm thinking like you know, I know for a lot of slouchy bitches, man, but the thing about it is, you know, as far as they clothes and stuff <laughs> They're going to keep their body and stuff straight because that's how they make most of their money. But uh, it ain't no excuse for no 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 dingy asshole and wrinkled up chick and all that kind of stuff, man. I can't stand them, you know. You know, I, I be wanting to put them hands on them motherfuckers, man. I can't stand it. I mean, that's a peeve, like, God damn. Because you can be the poorest chick in the world and still, you know, I mean, you can go old school, man. You, you can, like, you can, like, take a damn shirt and go old school and get some Willite and shit and go to, like, the sink in McDonald's and 
scrub that shit and not have no ring around the collar. I mean, even if your water off. So, I mean, no, nah, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> your water is off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's rough in this way sometimes, but I mean, shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, but I, I can't stand it though. I can't stand it. I'm talking about because you know naturally, as a as a you know, especially you know here, uh, you know people judge you by your clothes before you take them off. So if it, if a uh, if a guy or a girl, but especially a woman though, because you know guys sometimes can be your occupation. You know you might be a garbage collector, anything. You know. It could be different reasons why you're dirty. But a woman being dirty, man, that's just like, especially when, when it's something like a feminine color, man, you don't want to see something pink. And, you know, this chick, like, she got some coffee stains on the shit from, like, two days ago and all that. You're like, nah, man, uh-uh. Because you, you know what? You're going to assume, you might be wrong, but you're going to assume that this chick is an unclean chick, you know? Yeah. You know, that's what the assumption is, you know, and it's like, Ah, uh, well, she's so into her career, she ain't got time for that. I said, yeah, and that's why that 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 chick that the flunked the tenth grade like four years straight is married <laughs> to a millionaire, and that's why this bitch busting her ass because she 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 missing the whole concept. You know what I'm saying? You know, we don't think what I bring. Now, there's some guys claim they think what they bring, but that that's the modern day shit. I don't give a damn about all that. You know, hey man, I tell you what. I tell you what, if I was a single guy, man, please, if I had to choose between a woman to act right and a woman that's getting over, but the woman that's getting over fit all them descriptions Q put in that article, oh, no, nah, man, hell no. Nah. Yeah, man, I play your life be all day long to enjoy what I consider a female versus, mm-mm, I don't want no lumberjacks and shit. Nah, hell no, nah. keep all that. Nah. <laughs> commercial, man, with all the United towels suck up the shit. Man, like, uh, uh-uh, what you wiping tables and shit with your clothes, man? What the hell going on? <laughs> Bobby, how do you feel about clothes on a woman, man? Um, in terms of what? I mean, dirty or? I mean, or if, it, if it's a little, if it's a little wrinkled, and if she has wrinkles no on her collar. Cause I, I prefer them all, but uh, <laughs> but uh, just to talk about them. Uh, no, nah, I mean I don't I don't like if, if you know I can, I can deal with wrinkles more so than dirt. So you know <laughs> they just go in the hurry, but if they're dirty, nah. <laughs> oh, I I forgot one too, Bobby, and I I want I want to see what you you think about this one, Bobby. Uh, since you still. Dingy sock, man. Can y'all stand that shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> no, especially with especially with a woman. I mean, I can understand the dude because I mean, I know it's a double standard. But you know, saying we walk around out, you know, on the you know the floors or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. You expect the woman to be a little bit more prissy or something. So I don't know. I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it with the women, especially if they want to prop their foot up on you and shit like that. You know, oh, you get that shit down. <laughs> can't do that. Put that on my lap. No. <laughs> All right, Crystal. I know it's essential for a man to have his clothes on point and step to a woman, right? Well, yeah. I mean, all he has to do is be clean. You know, 
And because I go back to when I was younger, growing up, and the guys I were around that we hung out with, they didn't wear anything but blue jeans and T-shirts. But those blue jeans were starch, you know, back in the day when people starched their jeans and everything else. They starched their jeans and their T-shirts were always crisp, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever color it was. I mean, so that set a mode for me that, it doesn't matter what you have on, you can still be clean and neat. So that's all I ask. I mean, you don't have to be in, you know, some really nice suit or the latest trend. You just have to look good, look clean for you, for your body type, you know. And that's all I ask. And that's all really what most women ask. And first of all, we don't want a man who looks better than we do. That's a no-no. I heard I someone else say that recently. Can't stand that shit. What the fuck? That you're prettier than me. How is that possible? You know, and but you know, I have known guys like that. I was married to one. Oh my god. But um, yeah, we just want you to be neat and clean, and that usually doesn't take much. And the, and the thing about it is, unless you're married and you're living with someone on a day-to-day basis, you have time to take a shower. You have time to put on your better clothes or whatever before you see me. So there is really no excuse. I mean, you know you're coming to see me. I know you're coming over here. So I have time to look good before you get here. Okay. Unless we're living together and then that's a different thing. Because then you see motherfuckers in the raw. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So and uh, last question just for you, Crystal. I mean, as a lady, what's your favorite cologne to smell on a man? Oh jeez, I don't know. Um, I don't know names of colognes. Um, okay. I really don't, so I, I don't know names. But I do like a man who has a a good scent, and um, you also have to know how that scent matches with your body chemistry. Oh you yeah. You can't wear every cologne, you know, just because it may the smell good on one dude like, and right, toxic and not on smell you. Good on you. Yeah, and then don't bathe in it. Oh God, I hate that. You know, you just you can smell everything. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, because so many to... things that we wear have smells to it, and women too. You yeah. know, you just so much, and you and you come out, and it's like that's all I smell is you. And it may be good, but it's overpowering. So keep it to a minimum. I used to work <laughs> with a very sweet young lady, and you could tell she was coming down the aisle. That your aisle at work, without even having to turn around, because you would smell her first, and it was she smelled good, but it was too much. So when she was up on you, it was overpowering. But when she walked yeah. by, it's like someone sprayed air freshener, you know. But but she was a big girl, so she was probably overcompensating. I don't know, but it was way too much when you were in her presence. I mean, your eyes would water. It was just that bad. <laughs> so, all right, okay. just some tips from um a blog post I came across over at the um, singledatingdiva.com website from Susie to Single Dating Diva. And, I mean, these are just some tips to throw out to people. You should know this, but for those who don't know, um, let's see, definitely a daily shower or bath, even two if, you know, it's just humid in your area. And remember that cologne and perfume does not replace water and soap. Never will it replace water and soap, okay? <laughs> it makes it worse. Right. 
wear deodorant or antiperspirant and reapply if necessary. <clears throat> Clean your ears and your eyes. All right. Especially Let's say your ears. Clean your ears and your eyes. All right. I mean, I know how some guys get older, they get hair in the ears. I mean, personally, that's nothing that's ever going to happen to me. I'm going to make sure that's taken care of. But um, and clean your eyes. You shouldn't look like a 13-year-old bloodhound. All right, because you got gunk in your eyes. All right. And the worst is behind the ears, man. Behind the ears, you got oh, yeah. to have that. Oh, yeah. If you someone's going to be sucking on them. Yeah. If you wipe behind your ears and sniff your finger, you want to cut that finger off. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that is the worst. Wash behind your ears for sure. All right, make sure there's nothing in your nose. I mean, that's just <laughs> simple. You don't want to roll up on someone, especially if you're taller than them. Roll up on somebody and they're looking all up in your nose and everything. You got nose candy. Um, brush your teeth. I mean, I'm going to say at least three times a day, but some people say do it at least once a day. I think you need to do it more than once. <laughs> but uh, brush your teeth. You know, keep mints and chewing gum on hand for one of those times you know you can't, you know, get your breath as fresh as you want to and you need to speak with people. Because people with bad breath always have to say pH words and F words. I mean, that's just how they are. Pass me the phone. How are you doing? Fine. You know, they just, you know, say it. Don't spray it. Okay. Right. How are you? Um, Wash your hands, especially when going to the bathroom. Uh, Wear clean clothing, something that's not ripped or stained. Make sure your nails are clean and maintained. And, Crystal, I know in Detroit, I don't know how it is everywhere, but I know in Detroit it's not uncommon for guys to get manicure and stuff like that. I know Judge Matthews always taps his manicure and everything. Oh, so I, I don't love a man with a manicure. Oh, so amazing. I just something I can't do. I just can't. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's feminine to me. I, I can't do it. I'm not saying that, you, you know, can, someone's you feminine. You can do your own manicures. That. You don't have to go to a salon or something to get it done. You, you know can what? do it yourself. I guess let me, let me take that back. Let me back up some. The little polish they do on it—that's feminine to me. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like fingernail polish, but when they shine it and they have your fingers looking all glossy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. I don't like that. <laughs> that's a little extra. Like yeah, yeah, but you know, you judge Matthews. You do that, put some gators on. Folks don't care. All right. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're expecting some extracurricular activities, in quote. Then make sure um, that the area you want the most attention on is clean. Okay, make sure it's clean and get it get it tightened up and everything. It's, you don't want a woman to go down on you and you smell like a graveyard. So make sure you handle that. Mm-hmm. And if push come to shove, maybe both of y'all need to jump in the shower and have some sexy time in the shower, so you can get clean. <laughs> you know, that way <laughs> on the slick. <laughs> wow. But, but do what you have to do. Tighten that up. All right. Um, I wanted to talk about this story about what went down in Waco, Texas, with the biker gangs and the police and shooting. And, man, first of all, let me say this. If it were not for Facebook, I wouldn't be aware of this story. This happened um, on on (laughs) Sunday, I believe. Nine people dead. Yeah, nine people dead. 18 injured, almost 200 arrested. All right, these rival gangs started shooting at each other and at the police outside of a Twin Peaks restaurant in Waco, Texas. 
The state and local police were there, um, but they didn't have any tanks or any tear gas, no tasers or stun grenades like they usually have for peaceful black protesters. Uh, <laughs> now, these groups are called, quote-unquote, motorcycle clubs, which mm-hmm. kind of suggests harmless recreational you know, riding, getting together on the weekend, that type of stuff. But um, there was no 24 new, 24-7 news coverage by Fox News. Uh, and the fact that a vast majority of the shooters are, are white, and this is something that was essentially a massacre, is very offensive to me that they're treated with more respect than white shooters are treated with more respect than black victims like Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Freddie Gray. Um, Uh I mean, when you think about uh, what's that fool in Colorado, um, James Holmes, and how, you know, he killed 12 people and injured 70, and they describe him as a brilliant science student and, you know, all this other stuff, and they had a picture of him with a suit and tie on. And, 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 again, he also, like many white shooters, managed to get to jail alive. Um. There were 100 rounds fired at least from 30 different guns. And so, Bobby, I'll start with you because I saw you post, you shared a photo of uh, these cops jumping on this one brother. Like five Mm -hmm. cops were were jumping on this one brother. And then they showed a a split screen with the uh, motorcycle gang. They're just sitting on the curb peacefully with nothing. You know, they're not laying face down or anything like that. I mean, what do you think? Right, no handcuffs. You know, it, it's it's outrageous to be honest with you, and I, I you know, I'm gonna stay on the ass. I don't care what nobody thinks. You know, um, I had a, I had to put up a post um, a few days ago, you know, telling my uh, non-black friends that you know, hey, if you're offended, you feel you know, feel free to delete me because I mean, this is these are my people. This is what I identify with as black. So black issues matter to me. So I'm going to talk about those things. But uh, I, I'm not going to let up off their ass. And uh, these, you know, it's it's outrageous that they treat. These these criminals, these real thugs, you know, these white thugs with respect. But then, you know, saying you got to get out there, maybe marching, protesting, or may, you know, may not listen to the cop and put his hands up like he want. But guess what? They thumping them on the ground and they, you know, high fiving each other and splitting somebody's head open. You know, I think it's outrageous. I think that you know we need to call attention to that. You know, and and every time I see a post like that or something, I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna share it because people need to be aware. I had I did not know, and I live here in Texas. I did not know about that situation until one of the, my coworkers had mentioned it in a meeting this morning. Did not know about it. It's not on my time. It wasn't on my timeline. It wasn't all in the news like that, you know. I and it, it was it's amazing that you know it didn't get the coverage that the rioters may have you know have gotten in uh, Baltimore. So yeah, it, it pissed me off. I'm, I'm I'm mad about that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I mean this was this was a massacre essentially. You're talking about nine people killed. This is a massacre. And it's not just Fox News. NBC um, referred to it as a motorcycle gang brawl. A brawl is a fist fight. This was a shootout. Yeah. It may have started as a fist fight, but this is a shootout. You know, it wasn't no nine people killed in no brawl. And, uh, Crystal, I mean, how do you feel about this? Because I think it's ridiculous. And, and I'm the type of person, I hate to bring race into anything. I absolutely do. But sometimes you gotta call it for what it is. This is just way too out there and way over the top for it not to be getting the same type of coverage that you may give someone who gets shot on the street in Baltimore. 
Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. This morning I was um, watching CNN, and they had an expert on there, um, obviously a guy who was once in um, one of these gangs, and he called it a gang. Um because, you know, they were asking him, oh, how can you explain, you know, what happened? And, you know, because they're talking about there may be some retaliation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, so he was laying it out for her that um, these these are gangs. And that, yes, there very well may be retaliation because um, they these are people who may have, like, regular jobs but once they are called to you know do a ride or whatever then they have to go so it's it's a legitimate gang it's not this is not just a club as you were saying earlier he was trying to explain to her that don't look at this like these are just some guys who just happen to get into a fight no this is a these are gangs and um you know but what I what I found interesting was, you know, what you were saying, Q, was just the way they talked about it. It wasn't this major, you know, as with anything else that was going on black, it was like we had several people out on the street. We, you know, we got, you know, cops everywhere. They're in tanks and everything and, and all of this. And it's so much more dramatic. And with them, it's just, you know, we're talking to an expert about it and, um, we're just getting some insight on what's going on. So right. it's like, what? <laughs> it was so obvious. It was just so, it's such a surreal thing to watch this morning, and I just thought it was interesting. It's, so it's ridiculous. funny you're bringing listen, it up. Listen to this quote from, from Fox News. This is a quote from them. The shootout, which killed nine people and wounded 18, seemed ab- aberrant because the public image of many motorcycle gangs have been burnished in recent years, thanks to many largely benign bike enthusiasts who have co-opted some of the same clothing and style. So, end quote. So, in other words, uh, it's okay for the benign bike enthusiast to adopt some of the clothing and style from motorcycle gangs, but when black people wear urban wear, and emulate hip hop people or whatever, they're just thugs. Exactly. They're, they're not hip hop. They're, they're not hip hop right. enthusiasts. They're not benign hip hop enthusiasts. They're thugs. Right. You know, so I mean, it's just blatant. It really is, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And, Buck, I'll let you have the last word on it, man. I mean, again, like I said, this is something that I had to see on Facebook, and I had no idea this had even occurred. I mean, where in the world can you have nine people get killed? Um, and over uh, close to 200 people are arrested, and no one, you know, really knows about it. Biggity, biggity, buck. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the last word. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) So, well, the way I look at it, I think it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. Um, as it far is. as the, the coverage. And now they may cover it. Um, I know it was on ABC World News today. I didn't see the actual report, but I know they had, t- they had um, previewed it at the beginning of the show. And I'm pretty sure they'll talk about it. But will cameras be there for two or three weeks like they were in Baltimore? Nah. Nah, that's not happening. I mean, the attention that one black man getting shot can can bring to the nation 
as opposed to nine people being shot and dozens of others wounded. You know, but it's, it's not going to stop that though, Q. Because uh, right now, I've been, I'm, I'm telling you right now, a lot, a lot of banker, uh, bikers from around the country are going to freaking close in on Waco within the next week or so. And I, and we and you know what? And we probably it probably won't even register a blip. It probably won't. And then on, um, I was reading the Fox News. They referred to this as a turf war, but they didn't really get into what exactly that meant. I mean, a turf war essentially means you're fighting over areas where you want to sell your drugs, you know, which right. is what biker gangs do. They sell drugs to fund their right. activities and everything. So why are you calling this a turf war as if it's some type of machismo battle or something for, I mean, it's just stupid. It's just stupid and it's blatant. It's totally different terminology and vernacular that they use with this as opposed to when something happens in the hood and how everybody's a thug and how everybody you got the police dressed like they're getting ready to um step on step on the sands over in Afghanistan or somewhere uh, and bringing tanks and all this other stuff for protesters, but then you have two hundred people sitting in the street with weapons and they're not even handcuffed. They're just standing around. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. It's sad. Okay. All right. Um, on tomorrow's show, uh, we'll discuss how hunting has changed quite a bit since my dad used to do it back in the day. We'll discuss some of the differences tomorrow. Some of it may actually kind of amuse you. Um, the name of that show is It Ain't No Fun If The Rabbit Has A Gun. Tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern. On the Talk to Q Radio Show, that's May 19th. No experts, just opinions. All right. Um, we'll get into final thoughts. Before I do that, um, as far as the final thoughts are concerned, I, I wanted to mention, because I think it was too late to mention it last week, the passing of music legend B.B. King. And everyone should be familiar with the name, regardless of your your age. At least I would hope so, that you at least heard of him. And... Mm -hmm. um, he was born in Indianola, Mississippi, and I've not been to his museum in Indianola, but it's something that I wouldn't mind doing, going to see his museum, because I heard it's pretty cool. And he wasn't just a Mississippi blues legend. He wasn't just an American blues legend. B.B. King toured the world. This guy's been to Asia. He's been to Europe. He's been all over the world with his music, and he's just as popular over there as he was here. And I, we have to really, I guess, think about every time someone like this passes away, we're losing genuine artists. Now, I'm not saying the people that we have in today's society are not necessarily artists, because we do still have some artists, some young artists up and coming. But for the most part, a lot of stuff is rely, you know, people rely on technology a lot. To, and they kind of recycle music as well, a lot more so than what they did back in the day. This man was a creator. He was a songwriter. And he created a niche in music that has stood the test of time and that has been copied by many other people who have come after him. And so, I mean, if you want to comment on just the legacy that he leaves behind in the music and how we have another icon that's gone that, you know, that artistry would never be heard or duplicated again, then you can do that as well. But you can just give your final thoughts. And, Buck, I'll try you again and see if you're there, man. I'm here. Okay. 
Your final uh, thoughts, anything on B.B. King, hygiene, the shooting of Waco, Texas? As far as the shooting of uh, Waco, Texas, um, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I saw it on the news this morning, and, you know, they, they, was, they pretty much covered it over and over again, you know, throughout the newscast. Uh, it's um, it's a trap, really. Um, all, all these gangs, these bike gangs, or whatever you want to call them, got together. Um, I don't know if they have. Really, I don't know if that was, you know, that a you know fight. From what I understand, fight ensued in the, in the bathroom, and it just went from there. Will it be some blowback from it? Probably. So this remains to be seen. I mean, the National Guard is being called in to wake up. Um, just because, you know, they want to make sure they curtail anything that might happen, you know, because, you know, anytime you got a bunch of bike gangs in a particular area and, you know, something bad happens, you know, they just want to be prepared for it. But in any event, I mean, this is something we've got to keep an eye on. Um, this is, you know, I don't know, you know, where these, where all of them are from, whether they're all from Texas or different parts of the country. But mm-hmm. this could actually get a little bit bigger than what we think, um, because it could, you know, it could start some robberies at other bike, you know, gangs, you know, in other parts of the country. So it just remains to be seen what happens as far as that goes. Uh, as far as BB King, BB King was an international sensation. Um, you know, started from humble beginnings and. I mean, like you said, created a gerund of music that that is just you know stood the test of time. He's definitely an icon. You know, this man died doing what he you know loved. You know, he was still on tour. So, 89 years old. We're not gonna see anybody else just like this. Um, it's really sad to see him go, but like I said, it's died doing what you love and still doing it and doing it well at 89. That says a lot. But other than that, that's true. All right, I appreciate that, man. And it really sucks for those who had tickets to that show, that last show that he was to do. They got canceled. Um, that would have been, you know, their last opportunity to see him, and that show got canceled because he got sick and ultimately passed away. So that's that's really sad for them. But uh, thank you, sir. And let's see, Bobby, I'll go with you. Well, um, as far as hygiene, uh, you know, just anytime you, you, you roll out of bed, you need to get your shit together, <laughs> you know, whether it's your breath, your, your body, or whatever the case may be, you know, just get it together. So that's all to be said on that. Um, you know, when you brush your damn teeth, brush your tongue, because don't forget that. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, for real, you know, uh, as far as the uh, the Waco situation and stuff like that, um you know, for for a while you just you know, tap dance around the racism issue also because you know you never want to be the one that get called out for playing a race card and things like that. But I, but you know now I kind of understand that that's that's how they got it for us. You know, what I'm saying they make they make us feel bad about saying what is actually occurring. So now I don't give a fuck about it. You want to say I'm playing a race card? I'm gonna thump that motherfucker on the table like we playing spades. So I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's the race card. You know, I, I'm race baiting. Yeah, you're damn right. The worm's on the hook. Whatever you want to call it, that's what I'm doing because that's what's happening. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to let off on these fuckers. I'm going to, every time I see something and, you know, and it's the truth, I'm going to post it. 
And uh, as far as, like, them bringing in the National Guard and stuff like that, they ain't doing it because of the unrest that's already there. They're worried about other bikers coming into the town. There were three biker gangs at that damn uh, restaurant. You know, you had the Banditos and a couple other gangs. I don't remember who. Uh, I don't. I the, the Cossacks, name of the other. I think. The yeah. Cossacks or yeah. something. Yes. So, uh, you know, that was something bound to pop off right then anyway. I mean, that's something, you know what I'm saying, they don't. You know that 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 that, that don't happen by coincidence. Three freaking bike gangs meet up in the same place at the same time. That can happen by coincidence. So something is going to happen. It's going to pop off. So if they are bringing them in, it's not because they're worried about the you know saying what took place there. They're preparing for what could happen next. So you know don't don't believe the hype. Uh, you know, like I said, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not taking my foot off of it. I'm, I'm gonna keep on posting. I'm gonna keep on you know you know being a voice because they you know, people need to see this. This you know, it's a blatant it's blatant disrespect to us, you know, saying the way they're handling this situation and the way they handle situations that involve us. So I'm a, I'm gonna keep on it. And uh great show tonight, you know, saying it was good topping up with y'all. I've been missing for a minute, but I'm back now and uh looking forward, you know, to the next few shows. And Crystal, I'm gonna come at you on Thursday also if I can freaking remember the number. <laughs> <laughs> well, just go to TheCrystalShow.com. I got you. And there it is. I'll be there. All right. I appreciate that, man. And Eminem just hopped back in. Eminem, your final thoughts? Oh, man, great show. Uh, uh, I mean, this is this is a show that, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't make a show out of, but I, I think it's very necessary because it's like, it's two types of people. People that have decent or great hygiene, they don't think about it. You, nobody thinks about it. See what I'm saying? And it's just assumed that, that everybody does. But it it makes a big deal. And you're talking about a you know people talking about deal breakers and you know over the you know over the seasons we always had uh you know various discussions on you know relationships and dating and. I mean, the run of the gamut, you name it. But like I said, I tell anybody, shit, attractiveness and hygiene is, is, is the first two on my damn list. And after that, it's, you know, cooking and cleaning and shit. So, um, mm-mm. nah, man, your ass got to be straight, you know, because uh, I, I, I think that uh, I think that ultimately, you know, before before you have a career, before you have intelligence, before you have, um, you know, decisions on paying what and all this stuff or, or you know, uh, how you interact with people. I mean, the most basics of any kind of relationship is intimacy, right, once you go to a certain level. And if people frown up, you know, man or woman. Well, you are already limiting probably uh, a beautiful experience when all your ass has to do is, is 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 bathe and you know put on some deodorant. So, you know, why even lose out on something so damn elementary and simple? You know, so for the people that uh you know that struggling with those issues or or for whatever reason they have confidence being like that, you know. God bless you, because, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to be the butt of jokes once your ass <laughs> walk out of a room, trust me. Because if I'm in there, I'm going to talk about your ass like, man, that was a funky bitch, man. Damn, 
you know. But uh <laughs> Oh yeah, you get your theme song. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Crystal, shut it down for me, please, ma'am. All right. Um, well, yeah, when it when it comes to hygiene, you have to be mindful of that. I actually had someone tell me today or admit to me today as a female that because she is, I guess she's been having some, some issues medically, so she hasn't been out of the house for a while or whatever, uh-uh. That she actually hasn't taken a bath. She only takes a bath like every two weeks. A <laughs> bath, or are we talking about a shower or anything? She put any. Well, I'm assuming she said bath, but she meant you know anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, that and, thing she, is and what was right. so what was so oh. funny about that is that she actually thought I would. She admitted it to me because she know that I. You know, I have been down, you know, from time to time because of my issues medically. And, um, and you know, she said, well, I know when you were, you know, off for those months where, you know, yeah, I, you know, you would understand. I was like, um, no. <laughs> no. I still take the bath every day. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, even when, when I was, that you know, ill. Um. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was. I mean, people admit shit to me all the time, so you know. Mm. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm glad I could be there for her. But it was just interesting <laughs> that she um, said that in your show tonight. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so now it's in my mind. Jeez, I want to take two or three baths every day. <laughs> but anyway, um. As far as men are concerned, I like men who are groomed. I just don't like them to be metrosexual. So that's all I'm saying. You can't be prettier than me. That's all. That's the only rule <laughs> that I have to give. And um, with Waco and everything, yeah, like I was saying, it was it's, it was really you know horrible to see. It was shocking actually to see them talk about it so peacefully and scientifically and in everything. Um, when these these are thugs. Okay, these are fucking thugs, fucking biker gangs, and we're not talking about you know your was it was it was it Yamaha or whatever people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're not talking Yamaha. about whatever yeah, it is. I don't know. Holly Davis, yeah. The Torques or whatever they you know. No, we're talking some real fucking metal bikers, and they this has been going on for decades. I mean. Oh yeah. You know, this is a freaking culture of fucking thugs. 
well, yes, they sell drugs. They do all this. Why are they allowed to do this? You never hear about them getting raided or whatever. You know, the only time you see bikers is maybe in a, a clip for a movie or, you know, or in a damn rock and roll video. You never really hear about what they're doing, but they're doing stuff every day all the time. Yeah. So, hey, Crystal, are you so <laughs> up on it? Because the last time I even heard of a biker being listed in a demeaning way was in the 70s on the episode of The Hulk when when uh, they beat up David Banner in some little saloon and shit. And he threw them all up in the air and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Threw them up in the air. Well, yeah, they're not, they're not even portrayed in the movies as really bad. Yeah. That's true. Cause they, so. they say something about a gang is always going to be, you know, Crips and Bloods, you know, right. Disciples, Vice Lords. I mean... But it's never going to be bikers, and they did it before blacks and Latinos got into that stuff. They've been doing this shit. Oh, yeah. They're running they drugs. don't even allow blacks and Latinos to even be a part of their gang. That's how, you know, they don't even allow them. You know, you have to be oh, a yeah, certain right. type. Right, you know, right. so that's why blacks had to go out and create their own biker clubs or whatever, because, yeah, they're not even allowed to be a part of it, you know. Mm-mm. So so anyway, so, yeah, this is a culture that's very dangerous and, and you know. But they're yeah. white. So yeah, is. then they anti-government too. Most of them hate federal shit and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they do. So I don't see why the Panthers true. aren't out. Where are the Panthers? That's what I want to know. Where are the fucking Black Panthers? Why aren't they out and about doing shit? Yeah, nah, 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 nah. The, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the federal government, you know, they, they, they locked everybody up for nothing and all that kind of shit. So that's what the, exactly. the real leadership is, is killed off and locked up. So. That's how they do everybody. You know, if you black and you stand for something, they're gonna get ready to take rid they're gonna get rid of your ass one way or the other. Yep. That's right. So good show, Q. Very interesting. Didn't know what you were gonna talk about with hygiene. I was like, What the hell is he gonna talk about hygiene for a fucking hour? But <laughs> But you did it. So once again, you've proven me wrong. <laughs> You know, so, I have a um, unique angle to everything, Crystal, though. So. Yes, you do. So, anyway, um, good show, and look forward to tomorrow night. Thank you very hey, much. Hey. It's greatly appreciated. Hey, Q, quick question. Yo. Uh, have, did you have, did you write anything about this yet on your thank you, Dr. No, I, I didn't write anything about it. Um, oh, okay. I, I probably will, because I was going to write something recently about the Baltimore incident, but... I think I would have a little more more venom behind <laughs> behind my my blog if I wrote something on this because I just think this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Where did you get you know. that quote at you? Because I'm trying I'm uh, trying to share that quote you said about Fox News and it's not letting I'll, me share it. Um, let me see. I'll try to see if I can find the link. I think I okay. saved it somewhere, so I'll I'll uh, message it to you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. But, the, but the yeah, it's kind of crazy. Letter, man. You write something on this hygiene. I'm I'm definitely gonna kidnap that. You know, along with other <laughs> stuff. But <laughs> yeah, that hygiene is important, man. On the real, it is yeah. seriously important. Yeah. So that that makes a break a relationship. Yeah. But all right. Um, I came across some uh, some quote from Ronda Rousey. If you all aren't familiar with Ronda Rousey, she's a uh, uh, the woman in mixed martial arts artist fighting. Um, I mean, she's she is bad. She can fight. All right, 
and she's getting some movie deals out of it too. So you may have seen her in uh, she was in Furious Seven. She was the uh, female bodyguard in that uh, rich guy's party. They got in a fight with uh, what's her face, and um, she's been in a couple other movies. She's going to be in um, something this summer that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. Um, uh, okay, Entourage. But anyway, um, someone asked her about if she would fight Floyd Mayweather, which is a stupid question, but, you know, people at Access Hollywood and Entertainment Tonight, they don't know anything about sports, so they'll ask anything anyway. But they asked her if she would fight Floyd Mayweather. She said, the only way we, I would fight Floyd Mayweather is if we ended up dating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, exactly. man. Good and I heard a um, fire way to fight him. Um, and I heard someone else crack on him this weekend, too. I think it was on Bill Maher on his show. And he said something about um, when Mayweather said that uh, he wasn't going to give Pacquiao a rematch. And then uh, I think Bill Maher, Bill Maher said, the only way Pacquiao get a rematch is to be his woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wild. <laughs> well, now his uncle is in the news because of um, fighting his trainer. Is his trainer a woman? No, he's a guy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and he got into it with some women. And, um, he's, you know, he came so back Roger, and said he was... Roger Mayweather? I think so. Yeah, yeah. he said he's going to, you know basically kicked their ass or something. He was trying to hit on some girls, and they tased him or something like that. It was hilarious. Oh, wow. Tased Yeah. Tased me, bro. Yeah, so he's going to come back and kick their ass. But he's, they just said they did it because he kept, he just kept at it. You know, he wouldn't just leave them alone. So they didn't know they didn't know who he was, and not that it mattered. But And if you look at him, he's not exactly the kind of guy you want to see in the alley, you know. I mean, he's not the type of guy you want to see in the light. Uh, and I, mean, I know, as I was saying, you know, it's like, ew. And he looks creepy as hell. And, you know, he's coming on to you. It's not like Mayweather coming on to you. You might go, well, oh, that's kind of cute. But all those, I don't know. I think all those Mayweathers look like Predator. So, <laughs> I mean, if you wait till, till you wait until Florida's grown and starts looking like his daddy. What do you mean grown? The motherfucker's 38 years old. I'm just talking about when he gets, like, his he gets that maturity to where he's all hard and crunchy looking. Have you seen his dad? He looks yeah, like Predator. His dad looks like Predator with the mask on. Man. I hate his dad cut his braids. You remember he was growing braids like in the back of his head? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in the back of his head because they weren't growing in the front. <laughs> So he has a Stevie that, Wonder look now, huh? That dude's hairline started at the top of his head. I ain't kidding. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, I thought that was that was funny that she said that about him. <laughs> That'd be the only way they would end up fighting. So everybody cracked it up on Mayweather. Mm-hmm. But all right, I'm gonna get into some uh, zone coverage and talk a little sports for a quick second. So. Crystal, please hold on for that because I know you're excited about that. But uh, my thanks to Truth Devour. Check out the book Wanting on Amazon. My thanks to LiquidLifeDrops.us. Liquid Life Drops are made from high-quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. 
and searchforithere.com, affordable online business listings, as well as cheap banner advertising that will connect businesses to niche custom consumers in their region. List your business today. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I remember when I said I had no interest in doing sponsors. Now I have a million of them. <laughs> yeah, they I don't know why you said that. <laughs> Shit. Cha-ching, motherfucker. <laughs> My thanks to the show legend, Paula's Richard Pryor's daughter. Um, the upcoming schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get caught up. If you want to talk sports, hang on the line. Everyone else, have a good night. Q, 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 please, please, please. Yo. Yo. Oh, man, look, look, I just got an epiphany, man. Please do this. That that clip Crystal just said, make that a sound bite, man. You don't have to use it in your <laughs> Just save that, man. Hey, I'll, I mean, I'll try to... I'll try to make a note to go to the ninety six minute the ninety six minute of the show to, to clip that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good night, boys. Yeah, man, that's some pimp. I mean, I, I got to hear from certain it's stuff, a clean man. Sample so that was I can get. I need to update my samples anyway because I said I was going to extend the theme song and make add another yeah. thirty seconds in it and get oh, you know God, you use from, that. The from Bobby and Mary and some other people in it. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's a T-shirt, <laughs> right? <laughs> but all right, we'll go ahead and get into some zone coverage, y'all. Hold on, and, and Crystal, I, I'll ask you about the uh, the what happened to the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> okay, I want to talk hey, about what that up, too. What up, Radio World? <laughs> Johnson tweeted something about the Clippers are still the Clippers. 
And I, I really thought they were going to be good enough to make it to the finals um, when the playoffs started. And, uh, I mean, Eminem, what do you think happened with the Clippers? And, and how does this fe- affect Chris Paul's legacy? Because he's never made it to the conference finals. Well, um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask the first one, the first part of the first. Really, when they didn't close out, all right, when the, when the um, I think, I think they lost um, when the when the game went back to L.A. and they were in the lead and they blew it. You know, after that happened, I knew then that they would not win that series because that's the, they had like a nineteen point lead in that game. Nineteen, that's right. It was a nineteen point lead and they blew it. And I was I was I was watching, and I kept saying, "Man, it's no way they need to they need to tighten up. They need to." Uh, just make some adjustments, bring some new people in or something, but just don't just don't let this momentum go because clearly the Rockets to me is the better team, you know. Uh, and w- when when you have a team that's better, you can't breathe life into a, a, a team that's better than your team. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like um, it's almost like uh, you see it a lot in, in in amateurs, like especially in high school sports, whether it's football, basketball, or whatever. How kids, uh, if they got a big lead at halftime or something like that, and the team start coming back, or somebody uh, dunks on somebody, and you you see just the you see like the, the that doubt coming in the kids' heads, like like oh man, damn, I knew we went better than South Panola, man. We finna lose right. now. They coming Gonna back. this game. It, it's like they it's like the Clippers as a whole became amateurs. After that, and I knew they was not going to win no more because clearly you could see it in their head. They just didn't know how to grit down and just finish it as a team. Now, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is going to go through that same stuff that we watched for years, Carl Malone go through, and to an extent even Clyde Drexler for a long time go through. Uh, you know, where you got these players that's clearly going to be Hall of Famers. Some of the numbers they have are phenomenal, but because they – hadn't got to a certain level on the team level of achievement, you know, a lot of times people are not going to just give them they just do. And I really would hate for that to be the whole synopsis of Chris Paul's career because, you know, he's still got some years left. But I don't know the way the NBA makes big moves and the way they pay people so good, you know, who's to say that they would even be close to this position next year because, you know, just yeah. two years ago, nobody knew Golden State would be where they're at right now. So. Um, I, 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 if, if everything stopped right now, he would be known as, you know, a great player who just couldn't win because I, people cut you a little slack for winning a championship, but they don't really cut you a lot of slack for not even making an appearance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's kind of not like, even the conference finals. Finals, I mean. right? Right? It's like, damn, he didn't even get to the, you know. So that's like. You know, like when you hear that E V E N, he didn't even get to the conference round. I mean, that's kind of like, oh God, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Buck, what do you think, man? I mean, the Clippers had the opportunity to make a big move for their franchise, and um, they didn't get it done. I think they got a little bit overconfident, in my opinion. You know, once they got up two games, one. You know, they kind of got shell shot. You know, once the other team decided to come back, you know, there were instances. You know, when they went back to L.A., they should have closed it out, and they didn't do that. 
Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, when you have a team that's got a lot of stars on it sometimes, you can get complacent and think, you know, think you have arrived. I mean, this is a team that hadn't done it before. So you got to do take the extra effort to make sure that you, you know, you play your A game every time you hit the floor. And this is a, you know, in my opinion, this is an instance where they were overconfident and they just thought they had it in the bag and they didn't have it in the bag. And um, they'll learn from it. Um, you know, they just got to play together as a group and make sure that they, you know, you gotta, when you get in the conference finals, you know, conference playoffs, it's different than regular season. You know, it's, you know, at least in the NBA, you got, you know, five and seven game series, but, you know, you got to play your, you got to play your best ball then. And if you don't do that, you know, and get complacent, you know, it could, it could get by you. And it got Clippers this time. It definitely got by him, man. Bobby, uh, as far as Chris Paul is concerned, man, um, I mean, this is a guy, he's been in the playoffs. I think they said he ranks third for 65 playoff games uh, that he's been in, and he's never been to the conference finals. I mean, does this hurt his legacy? I mean, do you think Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're looking at his overall body of work, then, I mean, yeah, of course. Um you know, sometimes you just don't have that supporting cast. Now this year they don't they didn't have that excuse. They they had a rock solid team. I don't know what happened. Uh I mean there's no excuse for what happened this year in the playoffs. Uh it just seemed like they just quit. I don't I mean, it, it was probably one of the most the oddest, you know, display of nonchalance I've ever seen a team, you know, display in a in a uh you know, in a couple of games that were so important. So they didn't, they didn't have that excuse this year, but you know throughout his other years though, you know he pretty much was the the man in town. He was the cog, you know, he, you know, and everything, you know, he did what he had to do with what he was given. It's just this year, I don't know, I, I don't, I can't even explain it, man. It was just so weird that they didn't go further than what they should, you know, what they did. And for, for one, DeAndre Jordan needs to learn how to make free throws. That'll help. That would help. And then uh, that, that former, help, but man, they get, I mean, but you gotta look at they. I mean, they got nothing but stars on that team. I mean, there is no excuse for them, not even the free throw missing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they just. I don't know. I mean that they. they I'm still baffled about those guys, man. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Farmer, man, he 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 wasn't contributing nothing in the last three games, and he had really been pretty much a big part of of those. Uh, you know. Uh, little, you know, eight to ten point contributions and a, you know, a few steals right. here and there. He wasn't doing nothing. But I agree. That's what I'm saying. The last, in the in the in the freaking two or three games that was most critical, they just had like a display of nonchalance, man. I mean, I it, to me it didn't look like they were playing hard. Right. And yeah, then but, but, but uh, problem, they just didn't look like they were playing. But Chris Paul's numbers uh, throughout the playoffs, man. God damn. They're pretty. What was that? I heard somebody arguing. I guess somebody done got shot. It sounds like there's multiple shots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure is. <laughs> you heard it, you heard yeah, it first on the Top of Q radio show, breaking news, shooting in West Jackson. South, hey. right. South That's Jackson. That's like one in three days, ain't it? Uh, nah, this will be shit number six, brother. God, uh, it's still Damn. Shit. You better duck. Duck. Man. 
championship player. Um, I did think that if he w- he would have gone to to the Lakers um, when he was initially set to go to the to the Lakers, I think he would have been better off. Uh, I think the Lakers would have been better off career rise. But uh, I ain't never necessarily just been sold on him. But I mean, he is he is a good player. He's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Um, 
let me see. I'm trying to see if I can check out his career numbers to see if Chris Paul, what he looks like. All right, he's been playing for nine years, uh, actually ten seasons, and he averages 18.7 points per game and 9.9 assists. That's good. 18 points mm-hmm. and 9 assists. I mean, almost 10 assists. 9.9. He led the league in assists, I think, like four years in a row. He led the league. Well, not four years in a row. Four years. And I think he's led the league in steals for like six years. Six years out of his 10. So, I mean, he, he's a good defender. He gives he gives out a lot of assists. He's a good free throw shooter, 86% free throw shooter. Um, not that great from the three-point line at 36%, but I mean, he he has great numbers, and he just can't seem to, like Tracy McGrady, get over the top. I mean, now, do you all think Tracy McGrady's a uh, Hall of Famer? Um, I, I think so, actually. Um, yeah, I, I would I would say yeah. Well, if if he is one, he shouldn't get in before Vince Carter. So, Tracy McGrady. Um, Averaged 19.6 points for his career, five rebounds and four assists. Uh, I wouldn't, I would not put Tracy McGrady in the Hall of Fame. I know he had those really good seasons where he, you know, he led the league twice and and maybe I don't know, maybe he just stayed around too long. I mean, he had five five seasons where he, well, actually he had seven seasons where he averaged 10 points or less. Yeah, but, um, but that's that's why I said that he should. But he did play Carter. Because Vince Carter doing the same thing. You know, he's hanging around so long that a whole generation forgot how good that guy was when he used to be Air Canada. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, now Vince Carter, like, <laughs> um, I didn't realize he had been around for so many seasons. Vince Carter had been around for 19 seasons. Whoa, mm-hmm. uh, 19. <laughs> seven seven in Toronto, five in New Jersey, three in Dallas, so that's fifteen. Two in Orlando, seventeen. One in Memphis, eighteen. One in Phoenix, nineteen. Unless he, yeah, that's what it looks like. And his career averaged nineteen points, four rebounds, and three assists. Now, when you look at his career as a as a whole, from his rookie year, pretty much all the way down to. For like 10 or 11 years, he averaged pretty much around 20 points or more. And then after those 10 years, he just hung around and got paychecks. And, I mean, and I'm pretty sure he's contributed. I mean, he's been contributing. He played pretty well um, with Memphis. Yeah. But, um, I mean, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? He probably will be. And Tracy McGrady probably get in, too. But it just, like you said, Eminem, you just forget that they used to be good. Yeah, but those numbers, though, over his career, though, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of hard to dispute that, though. Yeah, but I mean, so every got... year you play, you bring your average down. That's the only thing. See, like, Iverson was kind of smart with his. You know, before he was starting to be in a bench warm and all that kind of stuff, he, you know, he just said, nah, man, because the last images that most fans going to have of Iverson is when he starred in Philly. But yeah, you know, but he could have easily, man. He could have played twenty five years coming off the bench. I mean, Vince Carter, um, in his <laughs> first 12, 12 seasons, averaged twenty three point five points. You know, so I mean, he had great numbers and everything, but then it just started dropping off after that point. But um, 
I mean, you know, you, you can't necessarily knock them because somebody's giving them a check. I'd take one, too. Latrell Sprewell, oh, yeah, wish somebody give him a check right now. Right. But, okay, can't you all family. see the, uh, <laughs> the Washington Bullets, and, yeah, I call them the Bullets. The Washington Bullets almost was able to push Atlanta into overtime when Paul Pierce came close to hitting this game-tying shot. Dude caught the ball in the corner and knocked down his fadeaway three, falling into the crowd. But unfortunately, the ball was still in his hand when the clock hit zero and the shot was waved off. But is Paul Pierce one of the top clutch shooters in all time for you? It's for anybody. Uh, overall, now when he I be think top the top, ten. oh yeah, he's he definitely top, top ten. To, to me, the top, the top of the top is Jordan, only because he did it on any any kind of any kind of situation. And uh, uh, but I gotta go with my man Robert Ory. He he definitely be in like the top four. Big shot, Rob. Right, but but the only knock on Robert Ory, the reason why he'll never be number one. He never really did it in the regular season. He waited till like when the game counted, counted. But uh, but uh, Reggie Miller was was uh, he come to mind? Uh, well, specifically when they played the Knicks at that time. And uh, who else come to mind? Uh, they got Larry Bird, Magic Johnson Larry also Bird, hit big shots. Yeah, yeah Larry Bird, uh, you know, in, and 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 just making a a game changing decision, which probably leads to many of those shots. You know, I got to throw my man uh, uh, Magic Johnson in there. <laughs> so yeah, you know, even though a lot of time he didn't necessarily do, was the one taking it, but he set up set up the shot so good and. Um, Somebody else I'm missing, man. Well, Kobe. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, that's right. Well, Kobe. And um, it's somebody that's not that good. I want to say Steve Kerr. <laughs> he hit some big shots in Chicago. Yeah, I'm talking about like, you know, like he, he it's like yeah. he hit him when, it, I mean, but he, I don't All know, right, man. So it's like when I think of big shots, I think of Steve Kerr a lot. Looking at today's roster, other than uh, you look at today's roster, the people who are playing today, and this doesn't include Kobe because he's injured. If you had to take people who are able-bodied today, uh, who would you get to take your last shot? Now, I know the first person everybody should say, but who would you get to take your last shot right now? Yeah, but we can't say Kobe, right? And Well, I mean, he's injured, but I guess you could if you wanted to. All right, if we're going with anybody that's currently playing, it's going to be Kobe with me. What about you, Bobby? Hmm, I'm thinking on that one. <laughs> Go back to me. <laughs> but oh, when you take your last shot? Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Steph Curry, too, man. That, that dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Steph but Curry. but guys, I, I don't want to throw salt on Steph Curry, but we hadn't seen Steph Curry well, we 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 gonna see him, but this is gonna be our first time seeing him in a in a huge game type situation, uh-huh. and we ain't really seen nobody push him to the wall. So, you know, well, the regular season, uh, of course, yeah, but what you know, um, yeah, we'll see I would what he definitely do when he get down to the final. Yeah. I would definitely think of him, uh, James Harden, maybe. Uh, when he's I healthy, and playing right, Kevin Durant. Because he can basically get his shot off, and you can't really stop oh, yeah. him because he's he's yeah. so freaking tall, and he has handles. 
And uh, uh, and then after this season, I I throw Russell Westbrook up there. Yeah, he yeah. had a great. Season. I wouldn't be able to do it either. So I tell you, somebody else, uh, that dog on Kyle Corver. Kyle Corbin would knock down a three man in a heartbeat. That Ashton oh, Kushner looking dude. Oh man, how, how can I forget this? We talking about all time Ray Allen, man. Shit. Well, yeah, Ray Allen's always been big, but I mean that. Joker, I, mean, I think he's like a I loose think, pit bull. You you got to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if the ball in his hand is like, oh shoot, don't let him get the shot off. Right. I, I think that yeah, um, um, kind of like what you were saying about Tracy McGrady, though. You know, kind of stuck around too long. Well, oh, but he, his 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 roles, though, it's like okay for the younger basketball audience. They remember him in a in a in a you know as as being a champion with the Celtics, and then you know uh, later on with Miami. But Tracy McGrady is just kind of like. As far as being on a team with success, what he contributed, man, it's you. Man, I don't know. That's, that's some I years always back. looked at um, at Ray Allen as a um, a Jamal Wilkes type, a um, maybe even a James Worthy type for a little bit of his career, to where he just at times you forgot he was the star, you know, because he just didn't have that type of personality that just stood out. Right. He was just a good right. player. I mean, the man averaged, you know, like. 22 points a game from 1999 to like 2007. And, um, you know, he did kind of follow, but he didn't fall off on the level as Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady though. Cause even in his down years, when he got to Boston and he really wasn't that much of a, of a focus, he was still right. averaging, you know, 16, 17 points a game. And, um, last year was just the first season. He averaged on um, single digits at 9.6 points. So, uh, but you know him and uh, he he never cared for Kobe Bryant. But I always said when uh, when uh, early in his career when they busted up Seattle and stuff that you know if he could have came to the Lakers when 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 they ditched when Shaq you know left or whatever and kind of replaced played that role that maybe uh, Eddie Jones was in and uh, who's the other guy Nick Van Exel you know yeah I used to be a Nick Van Exel fan Uh man Ray Allen. With Kobe Bryant, where if they could coexist, man, that would have been so much. Um, that would have been so much firepower to the point where it's just like you really. I mean, other than maybe the Spurs, I don't know if anybody even could have competed in the West with that at all. Like, like not even close compete. Yeah. So, um, all right, I, as far as the, the Final Four, we have our conference finals. We have the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers um, in the East and the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors in the West. Um, Buck, who you got between the Hawks and the Cavs? Uh, Hawks. Genuinely, you would, okay. genuinely, you would think the the Cavs. But I'm actually pulling for Atlanta in this one. I think we're going to see an upset. Um, Atlanta's one of them sneaky teams that uh, they get hot. You know, they can fool around and they can surprise some people. I know they got a bunch of no-names over there for the most part. But watch Atlanta in this series. They it, they might could they might could pull an upset. Now, as far as uh, the Golden State 
series. I'm hoping Golden State pulls it out. I've never been a fan of Houston's anyway. Okay. And Bobby, what about you, man? Um, you know, I'm I'm secretly rooting for Atlanta, but um common sense tells me to go with the Cavaliers on this one. And um I can see them probably playing the uh Warriors. Okay. Eminem? Oh man. Um I don't see it being close in the East. Uh I see Cleveland dominating Atlanta. And unfortunately in the West I see Golden State winning, and the reason I say unfortunately, I think the only team left that can actually play the Cavaliers, match up, and beat them is the Rockets. But the Rockets don't match up well with Golden State, if that makes any sense. So Mm -hmm. if the Rockets could beat Golden State, they could win. But if Golden State beats the Rockets, which is probably going to be the case, then Golden State is not a good matchup for Cleveland. That's that that's not going to be a good series, you know. I know everybody looking at you know Steph Curry as a individual, but as a team, uh, Golden State, Cleveland, that's just not a good matchup. But Golden, but uh, Cleveland and Houston, oh man, yeah, that that'll be a dog fight, and I can see Houston beating them. Okay, I um I want to see Atlanta and Golden State just so we can have um. A different champion. (laughs) Um, I mean, even the Cavs want it to be different, but, you know, they've been there recently. Uh, That's why I was hoping Memphis would kind of get through. and uh, I'm sorry, not Memphis. I was hoping the Clippers would get through, so it would be the Clippers and the Warriors, so it would be someone different in the finals. Um, But uh, I think the Cavs, even without Kevin Love, uh, should be able to get by the Hawks. And I think the Warriors would take care of the Rockets in five. Mm-hmm. I I do. I think they're going to make short work. If they're smart, they'll get them out of there. Because you let the, war, the Rockets hang around, they might get some confidence. Um, but, so, all right. So, just to touch on this real quick, I know Bobby Willis is a Patriots fan. So, Bobby, oh, yeah. I can't let you get off this line without talking about deflate gate. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he said, he told Bob Kraft he didn't do it. That's what Tom Brady said. He told him he didn't do it. If it comes out that he lied to Bob Kraft, will they will that matter? I think um if it comes down that he lied, that would matter. But I'll be honest with you though, I don't I mean, have you read the rebuttal that the uh Patriots put out? I guess that report? It makes uh uh-uh, I know so they much. found a lot of inconsistencies from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, man, it makes so much sense. And you know what, uh the thing is is that um you know, honestly I don't I don't even think and I'm biased because I am a fan, but I don't think that they, that it was um, a, a thing where he just cheated. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't believe it. I mean, especially after looking at uh, the all the evidence and everything in totality. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I, I usually try to be pretty fair, whether I like something or not. I try to be fair in it. And I, you know, pretty much what they were saying in the rebuttal to that report was something that the things I was already thinking. So, uh, and then plus, if they do punish Brady. Uh, stick with the punishment that they have. Brady's going to have a really good case against the league. He, he he's going to sue them and he's going to win because, you know, to sit there and hinge uh, a whole, you know, the prosecution or the the uh, charges on you're probably aware, or generally aware, and things like that. That is freaking crazy. The the I think the um I think that the the base for the league 
uh, is the preponderance of evidence. Generally aware don't fit that. That is like way lower than that. That's that's not even a criteria. So could they just just get that? It's almost like the league set them up anyway. The league knew about it before it happened. They knew about it during when they when there was uh you know at, at first of all nobody the referees handled the balls all throughout the game. They couldn't tell the difference. Okay, so how can a player even Tom Brady and all the other court QBs say they don't really tell the difference? It's all about the tactile feel of the balls. So as they know that, you know what I'm saying. So and they never stopped the game. The referees never stopped the game to change the balls and that. So it's almost like they were setting it up and baiting it for this thing to happen. So I don't know. Uh, I would like to have more concrete evidence because, I mean, I know it looks biased with me saying my team didn't cheat. But mm-hmm. even when they took the, but even when they took the ball at freaking halftime, they went on to stomp the hell out of them. So, you know, I got to say that they went the whole game playing with deflated balls and stuff like that, then I'll give you the benefit of that. Okay, they cheated, blah, blah, blah. But when they take the balls from them and they come out with regulation balls and you get stomped even worse, I can people still fix that list and say, oh, you're cheating, you're cheating, you're cheating. Because at that point, they were playing regulation balls anyway. But y'all should go Y'all should go to, um, what's it called? I think it's called wellsreportcontacts.com and read that rebuttal. It makes so much sense. I mean, as some of us are you know what saying? You look at it, you're like, damn. But it makes sense because they give proof. Like the thing about the deflator, right? The guy calling himself the deflator. They showed a text back in 2014 or 2013 or something like that where the guy said, you know, deflate yourself and, and give up that jacket or something to that effect, right? And so I guess that's where that name came from. And so this, this happened way, you know, way before the the AFC Championship game. So they were calling themselves that way before this. So either, A, they were cheating way back then, or that's how that actually started. So, but there was no no reference to Brady at all as far or even a mention of deflate balls in any of those texts. And those guys didn't think they were gonna get caught. If you look at the text, they were talking shit about Brady too. I fuck Brady and all his other stuff, right? They didn't think those yeah. texts was gonna be seen. So if they were doing something illegal, they would have said it. You know what I'm saying? There were at all the texts that were handed over and stuff, nothing was uh concrete between them saying we're gonna deflate the ball or anything like that. If anything, they were pissed off at Brady talking about, you know, hey, I'm going to blow it up to a damn balloon and anything that's going to deflate is his pass already on Sunday and stuff like that, you know? So, I don't know. I, you know, I just, I just think that people take the first thing they hear and run with it instead of delving into the, you know, the evidence. But I always say, if they're going to they go that route, Jerry Rice, guess what? He he was on. Now, I'm going to tell you how dumb Jerry Rice is. This, this blows my mind. The dude is on TV trying to throw Brady on the bus and inadvertently admitted to using stickle. I mean, that, uh, that I remember him me. admitting that. Yeah, that was dumb. That blew my mind. And see, he tried. Everybody tried to win. He admitted, no, he had to. He he said it on TV. He couldn't recant it, <laughs> so he had to. But nobody makes a big deal of that because guess what? The Forty Nine is insignificant right now. People always come out to the guys on top. So I, you know, I rest my case on that. But I'm I'm, I'm always be a fan. But if they did something wrong like Spygate, I don't stick up to them on that. That was cheap. But this right here. This takes a little bit more than just generally aware for me. Yeah, but see, that's why, that's why all this is getting done like this. Once again, is Roger Goodell uh, trying to save face like he always does? He went over the top on Vic, starting with Vic. <laughs> he went over the top on Vic, Pac-Man Jones, Sean Pay. Um, Sean Pay. He went uh, 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 back and forth a couple times. Um, 
with um, now, I will, I will interject, but I will say that he didn't go he didn't go he didn't go overboard with Sean Payton in my opinion because here's the thing, there's a difference. When you're paying a team to break somebody's kneecaps <laughs> to physically hurt another player, that had to be dealt with seriously. But the other stuff, yes, that was overboard. Yeah. But, but, but he said he didn't know, though. I mean, did they right, ever link it to Sean Payton? Right, they never linked it to Sean Payton. Right, and because and then he's and then the Goodell say ignorance is no excuse. So why does it not right. apply to Belichick? Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but you know, see, I, I think. Well, Bobby, what you said is, is that's the point. That's the point I'm making about Goodell. It's just uh-huh. like he had. What what I'm saying is like he's trying to overdo it. He's trying to. The things he should have been, like Spygate, which was legit, he should have. That's when he should have dropped the hammer. So right. now to save face, so that ain't up on him. He's turning Brady to a sacrificial lamb. A damn right. deflated ball by one pound is the equivalent of me being a running back saying, "Okay, oh, Bobby, it's, a it's even right, my, less." My, my team is getting ready to play your team, and I have did some research in these old school. Uh, Mitra cleats have longer spikes than a Nike cleat, and that'll give right. you an edge in a rainy game. That's basically all I did. It's not cheating. It's what every player does. Is you're going to do whatever gives you the advantage. You know, right. you know that that's not really going to change the outcome of the game, whereas Spygate would. But the problem is not what Brady did or the ball boy. The problem is Roger Goodell. It's the, yeah. it's the okay, it's the equivalent of a parent letting their yep. kids go around the house cussing and everything else. They have company or somebody come into school that's got some rank, and they get embarrassed, and now the shit that would normally give a kid or a one-day suspension, they like, oh, hell no, y'all done embarrassed me in two weeks. So that's <laughs> that's that's the kind of junk well, I'm seeing from Goodell. I'm, I'm going to tell you why they didn't really come break out the helmet on his gate because guess what? Nobody, a lot of people weren't talking about it at the time, but the New York Jets were the first ones to do this Spygate thing. I, I, wait, it might not have been the Jets. There was one team. I know one team was filming walkthroughs and all this other stuff of another team. I think it was the Jets. So, no, I, so I was surprised. But, yeah, but, but so, I mean, so it wasn't, it wasn't like they were the first to do it, but uh, the league didn't drop the hammer on them because they would have had to drop the hammer on another team also. Right, but and now because they got so many transgressions, they got to act. And they're acting crazy right now. <laughs> and, and look how look how he mishandled, look how he mishandled. Uh, look what he did to Josh Gordon versus what he did to or didn't do to Dante Starward. This dude was drunk and killed the guy. I'm just saying, if you look at Goodell's judgments, nothing is based on like I respect a guy that's so firm, but he's so far across the board that you can interview somebody and say, man, that junk, that some bitch was like that in high school. Man, but Roger Goodell is just the opposite. Okay, man, people going to be talking about me. Let me overdo it with this guy. Okay, this is nobody. Let me underdo it with this guy. You know, it's it, it just like that's not good for the league. That's not good for football, you know. And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, all this crap with Ray Rice happened. Now, you know, okay, supposedly now the NFL has the first female referee. I mean, see, I don't like how if I want to see a bunch of fixed stuff, that's what WWE is for. You know, I'm I'm watching sports. I don't want to see entertainment. I want to see a sport. So I don't need a a commissioner who is basing decisions off of the, the what's trending on Twitter. You know, if enough if, if people start talking about he was up in the booth with Robert Kraft, so now he gonna use the Patriot organization 
and Tom Brady as a sacrificial lamb. And I don't like the Patriots, but I don't like to see people get did wrong. And I'm just like, but by the same damn. token, he can um, if he tries to make an example out of Kraft, he's not going to get um, his contract reduced. I, I think you know the deal's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because, first of all, I think he's going to be on his way out. Um, it's just too yeah, much going on, and he should have stayed out of this. But he wanted to preside over this, and uh, if he doesn't let people. Um, arbitrate some of these disputes and stay out of it, man. He's just digging himself a deeper hole, and oh, yeah. he's and then he's why, gonna... why wait so late after the after the playoffs, after the Super Bowl? If you was truly putting your foot down, oh no, nah, you just started. You say, oh no, nah, we, we're gonna get the bottom of this before Monday, before before five o'clock Monday evening. We need to have the NFL referees and these ball boys in this room and say, okay, man, what happened and did it impact the game? And and the first time them referees said, well, we changed the balls at halftime, I'd be like, okay, negate the points that the, the Patriots scored in the first half, they still exactly. won the game, and that would have been it. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done to fix that game, and I don't. I don't know. I I think they were just a better team anyway. If if you well, want to question saying. anything, what would have happened? What would have happened they when they played won. Baltimore the week before? Were the balls deflated against Baltimore? I mean, that's something we're we're not going to know. But I um, got a question too, though, because those guys when they were texting, they were saying that you know the referee really fucked us. They put the ball to sixteen psi, but they was they was um they were pretty much baiting them guys. So Brady, you know, Brady get pissed because the ball was too freaking fat or whatever, and he's saying, hey, you know, let's play out. I mean, you know, naturally, you know, you got you got to go the other way. Let's laugh because these guys, like I said, they're they're talking and they're not suspecting that these texts are ever going to come through the light of day. And he and the guy actually says the referees freaking put the balls up to about 16 psi. Okay, so I mean, you got to question the league's motive also in, in a lot of this because a lot of stuff seems like it's, they they've been baited. You know, why would, why yeah. would a referee air the ball up to 16 psi when that's above the legal limit? Now, now the real BS, the real, the real BS is with the tuck rule because that's that's the stuff I always said was baloney. Because you know, unfortunately, that was the year we had you know 9/11 and you know greatest tragedy in most recent years anyway. And then the tuck rule came apart and all. I that never guy. knew that even existed until that game. Yeah. And you know, then you know, the couple of years before that, they had that bullshit call about Bird Emanuel, which clearly was a catch. And against know, the Rams. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- that kind of stuff is more of a, uh, a, you know, as far as the, the NFL conspiracy, that kind of stuff is more of a, a arguable conspiracy than you know than this Deflate Gate. You know, uh, now. I'm glad to see something done about it because of what Goodell has done to other people for nothing, but I still don't like to see it done. I know that sounds like a catch-22, but it's just like he put himself in position where it's like, okay, man, I don't want to see this innocent, you know, white dude get pulled over, but because it happened to me and a lot of other black people I know, I ain't wishing nothing against that dude personally, but, you know, at least maybe this might open dialogue on why it's happening. So maybe we can open dialogue on Goodell's misjudgments now that it happens to somebody besides just guys that look like they just came straight out the hood 
with no damn daddy and the typical nigga, you know, stigmas. Right. <laughs> right. Well, Buck, you still there? No, nah, Buck dropped. But, um, yeah, I just think that it needs to be some consistency. I don't like Goodell. Um, now, when this first came out, if Tom Brady, say he, let's say he's guilty. When this mm-hmm. first came out, if Tom Brady would have said, "Yeah, I did it. It was. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was doing what was more comfortable for me." I really don't think it would have been a big deal to people. I really don't think it would have been that big of a deal to people, or we would have gotten over it, even if it was a big deal. But uh, right now that we've gone through all of this, something they didn't do, though. I'm just saying, if he would have done it, but now that we've gone through through six months. And everything, and if it comes out that he did it now, now he's running the risk that Ray Rice ran. You got your suspension, but now if it comes out that you really did do it and you've been lying all this time, now Roger Goodell is the type of person to go back and add more to your suspension. And, and you, you know, know what's so unfair in this whole thing? Because first, I was all for it, but when I found out, uh, I can't remember what I was 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 reading or looking at, I can't remember but when they first wrote the policy on it there was no punishment for the policy you know so it's just almost like okay if it's in the in the rules about you know ball should be at this PSI it's like okay there's really no punishment for it like there's been games before where referees had the the home and opposing teams' balls indirectly mixed up. Uh, you know, there's been cases where in high school, of course, you can't really compare high school to pro because people are getting paid, you know, to be ball boys in pro, but where they got a JV ball mixed up with a regulation high school ball or something, I don't know. But there's there was really no stated punishment for or penalty for a, a, a ball that's on the PSI other than just replacing it with the ball. So how can you yeah. turn around and get, hit this man for a million dollars and, I mean, hit the audience for a million dollars and, and get somebody? Only, you know, but not only that, 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 does still the question, though. Um, you know, first of all, the freaking coach took the ball to the sideline. How do we know they didn't let air out of the damn thing? You know what I'm saying? They, they put a gauge on the ball. But what I'm saying, but, that, but Bobby, what, what I'm saying, though, is it's like with everything, speeding tickets mm-hmm. or whatever, if you do this, this is the fine, this is the punishment. You know, right. if you if you uh, spear somebody, you know, then this is the punishment. If you late hit somebody, this is the fine. This is the punishment. Or if a coach, uh-huh. what what they hit Mike Tomlin with? I know Buck done dropped, but uh, Mike Tomlin got hit with something about some comment he made. Uh, was it last? He got <laughs> he got suspended for uh, being standing too close on the sidelines. On sideline, that's what it was. That was that yeah, was. He got somebody. <laughs> Right, but 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 because it was in the rule books, now it was silly. But because it was in the rule books, they had something to stand on. But there was nothing in the rule book about punishment for PSI, other than what right. the regulation required. Exactly. So how are you gonna get this man with four games? Four games for something that's not even written. Four games that most people, like I said, wouldn't care about if it wouldn't have been blown up so much. I mean, can it give someone an advantage? Yeah, it can help you grip the ball. It can help you right. not fumble. It can help you catch the ball. I get that. But um, 
by the same token, I look at it almost like baseball, man. You know those pitchers cheating baseball. They scuff the ball. Yeah. They do whatever they can do. Don't nobody really care. Hey, you remember I mean, the, um, I, I never played baseball, but uh, I, Q, I don't know if you played as a kid, but you know how they would say that some guys cheated by throwing like a, I think it was a fork ball or a split fingers ball where they put like a little Vaseline or something on to make the ball come out faster or yeah. something. <laughs> you know. People they have yeah Vaseline on the caps on the on the bill of their cap so they reach the cap, up and right. adjust their cap they'll get the Vaseline on the hand yeah but uh, but every every athlete have things that's an advantage you like you know you like you have uh, even boxers you know when when uh, a lot of times they have a, a different guy doing the hand wraps you know just mm-hmm. that one that one extra layer of tape could could cause more tightness than you you comfortable with or something. So mm-hmm. Brady not wanting the ball super tight is more like a preference more than just say, okay, well, I'm finna right. get the advantage on this thing, you know. It's the feel of the ball and not so much it being flat or, right. you know, over the play and stuff. Like it's, it's a certain feel that he and all quarterbacks like. Just like Aaron Rodgers like his kind of over, you know, fan played, overinflated. Aaron Rodgers probably one of the few quarterbacks that like it, you know, at the higher end of the PSI range. And then uh, a so, lot of kickers. A lot of kickers like a ball that's uh, kind of scuffed a little bit, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. So it's a preference. So to me, right. all that's in the same category as a preference. And I wish I was paid to be somebody's lawyer because I'm just saying, dude, you throw this shit out because if it's not hey. a policy about a punishment, this is just a player preference. Dion like I said, hey, y'all, y'all go, go look at the World Report, contacts.com. I'm telling you right now, I mean, they – they kind of freaking put a nail in that coffin of that report. I mean, it makes so much sense. If you look at it objectively, that is. Yeah, like, like, um, you know, and then uh, a preference could even go into um, uh, uh, just little rituals, you know, like uh, Jerry Rice always played with new shoes, and a lot of, a lot of guys never like to use the same gloves more than once. I mean, Oh, that's just something psychological. I mean, it, it ain't like the dude can't throw a ball. Clearly, he came out and lit their ass up with the right with the right pressure. Hit him with twenty one points. <laughs> so, you know, but now I'm glad yeah. to see he got punished. If I was looking at it like, okay, well, you did it to Vic, you did it, you got to do it to everybody. Okay, and that's right. I'm glad. That's, but I'm but as it. a but as a reasonable thinking person, that just look at the facts. It was bullshit. Yeah. It was, it was, and like I said, his his lawyer gonna eat the he gonna eat the NFL a lot, especially if they if they take it to court and he sue the league, he gonna eat them a lot. There's no way yeah. they can stand on what they freaking got him with. And, and guess what? Guess what's gonna happen if they lose another lawsuit? They already lost the, you know, stuff with concussions and stuff like that. So they lose mm-hmm. one over something freego like this, but they all out of there. Oh yeah. I think yeah. he's out anyway, but you're right. Yeah, I think he's out in there, but I think this will expedite him being out of there. Oh, yeah. Yep, I can so. see that. All right, anything else we got before I shut this thing down? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was part of history today earlier. Uh-oh. I was watching. I don't I don't know if y'all heard about it because nobody probably even said anything about it, but I was watching uh, His and Hers Today Live. When uh, Michael Smith, oh yeah, he dropped <laughs> the S bomb. 
<laughs> when he said shit. When you do this will happen when you do dumb shit. <laughs> and it was yeah. very awkward because Jamil was trying to just like go through it like, Okay, you didn't say that. Don't say you said it. And he Michael just kept saying, Oh, my bad, you know, like he put more Right, he told on himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like what I guess I'll see y'all in a week. He was like, I right, guess I see y'all in the Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, then he said, you got me, you got me. You know, she was just like, yeah, I got you. Like, damn, get back on the script. You know, like, damn, okay, it happened. Go past it. You Act know, like it didn't put, happen. Right. Act like it didn't happen, man. You, you putting the hourglass, you putting the magnifying glass on it. Exactly. And I said, I was on the computer, I looked up, I said, oh, man, please don't tell me you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the, the clip he was talking about. The dude was in the woods, and he would get in a three point stance and then tackle a tree and knock the tree over. This is like mm-hmm. rotted tree or something. Uh, uh damn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's but, why uh, that's why I love, love these shows so much. I don't have to worry about that on on, on the TTQ shows. A zone coverage. <laughs> 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 All right. Well. uh Bobby, I'm booked for that uh, my my trip to uh, Toronto and the Boxing Hall of Fame and everything, man. No, so, yeah, for, I tell you what, I got my kids Joe coming Knight. down. So I want for to Joe go so Knight. bad. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm set up. I I got a let's see. I'm set up to meet uh, Vanity Strokes. Uh-huh. I'm set up to meet uh, Coach Shantae. Yes, yes. yeah. Hey, you gotta give her a special shout out for me, all right? <laughs> I will. I will. And uh, okay. let's see, Susie, the single dating diva. What about um, God's I gotta, in, uh, I gotta God get back intellect. with God's intellect. I haven't confirmed okay. her. I gotta get back with her. Um, I just interviewed someone this weekend, a lady who's a life coach uh, named Frankie Picasso, and uh-huh. uh, so and she wants to meet me. So I might try to meet her for coffee. And but I got like four or five people lined up, man. I'm trying to take advantage um, of it. And, that's not awesome. <laughs> so, what day you going and, again? And then June the I'll be in Toronto for June the ninth through the twelfth. Ninth through the twelfth. Yeah. Mm. And it just so happened. I mean, Eminem. This is kind of a coincidence that my hotel's like just like a block or two from Chinatown. I mean, that's just clearly an incident, <laughs> a coincidence. <laughs> 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 Bucket list. No, I'm just kidding. Let me stop if I get myself in what trouble. What can you get for ten dollar? <laughs> Let me stop if I get myself in trouble. But uh, yeah, man. So I'm starting to get a little excited as far as getting up there and everything. And oh, um, she, you know, she's I already got some Caribbean, it. some Caribbean restaurants that she wants me to check out and stuff and. uh so I look forward wow, to Caribbean restaurants in Toronto. That's interesting. And yeah, you know, when I was up there um, in 2010, they had a couple of little Caribbean spots, uh, restaurants downtown. So it's yeah. a very, because it's like the New York City of Canada. Oh, okay. so it's very diverse. Like, it's like man, it's like zero degrees, and I'm eating curry goat and shit. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> they got like a, you know, they got like a Chinatown. They got another area where you have the hipsters. Um, then you got another area where I think you might have like Italian influence, and so it's like New York City. Yeah, you gotta let me know what it's like, though, man. Let me know what it's like up there, because I might make I that will. trip. Too. 
I will. I'm going to try to take plenty of photos and everything of everybody and uh, catch up with everyone, so see what it's like. But uh, right. I look play. forward to it, though, man. I'm starting to get excited. Oh, yeah. just like if, nothing else, just to meet some of the people and see them, see them in person. Yeah, so, yeah. To meet her. I'm hoping I can meet Desi, too. You know Desi, uh, Desi Ray? I, I, uh, that sounds familiar. D-E-Z-Z-I-E? Uh-huh. I think I know you. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I'm hoping uh, to meet her, me. too. I don't I don't know yeah. if she's related to Shantae or, or what, but... Uh, I think they I know they're friends. Like, she's friends with her on her page and stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping to meet her, too, man. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited. So we'll see what happens. And I'm excited about the podcast too. So, <laughs> man, hey, man, if I was you, I would try not to get any sleep because doing all that in three days, man, I don't want to miss a moment of all that. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm gonna probably have to keep some weird hours too because. Um, I know Vanity, I think she works like weird hours or whatever, so I'm going to have to catch up with her kind of late. Um, and I'm going to have Susie's coming down, I think, on Wednesday. She actually stays in Ontario, which is like four hours away, um, mm. or three hours away, but she's going to drive down uh, one day because she has a friend in Toronto. She's going to stay with her or something. But I don't know, man. But like I said, I got to get back with the goddess intellect sometime this week to see if I can – at least catch up with her and, you know, have some coffee or something. Right, got to do that. And where, where does uh, what is what is uh, uh, Dirty and Public live? Uh, She's in San, the San Francisco area, I believe. Okay. Okay. So, and uh, so at some point I can probably get it. Well, I don't know. The next place I want to go really is to Detroit. So I can meet Crystal, True Speech, Jay Mayo, uh, yeah. some people up in Detroit. Uh, I went my if you go to if you go to Montreal, it's right, it's right across the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally so, uh, right across. On, what, and ultimately, I mean, there's plenty of people. I went my, you know, I want to meet Milani. Milani's in New York City. Then um, I'm pretty sure I'll get to Atlanta and meet D Wright in person and. Erica from Cocktails and Conversation, and man, I'm just I can't wait just, to meet Bethany Benz. <laughs> man, I would like to meet her. I'd like to catch her in New Orleans if I could, but I ain't, I ain't chatted with her in a minute. So I would like to meet her in person just to hear that accent and everything. So, <laughs> but well, right, if you travel, uh, if you travel later on in the year, man, anytime after August. Uh, you know, saying let me know ahead of time. Okay. Hey, hey, okay. Bobby, when, when you uh, when you gonna visit uh, visit Mississippi again, man? I'm coming back. Uh, I'm actually coming back down that way uh, for the Fourth of July that weekend. So. Okay. Uh, to Jackson? Yeah, I'm coming back that way. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I might be in Pensacola with Buck that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on being down there. I got uh, cause like I said, I'm having. I got all the kids with me this summer, so I want them to, you know. I, Every time I get them, I try to, you know, get them down to see the grand folks and, you know, that's people cool. on my side of That's cool. Yeah, yeah if I can so play I my cards right, I want to go to uh, take a, a three-day weekend and a four-day weekend and go down and holler at Buck 
in Pensacola and be down there for the four. Yeah, that should be a nice, nice uh, visit. Pensacola on yeah, the 4th of July. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I take these if you go on the beach, man. The sands are so white. <laughs> so, yeah, cause, uh, I might do something just to get away from from the crib, and I'm going to be free that weekend because she's going to be probably going to Essence with her fr- her cousins mm. and friends. So that, Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That is Essence uh, weekend, yeah. Yeah, I have no interest in Essence. Uh so I don't know, but let me stop. I'm talking too much. I've said too much. This message was self-destruct. <laughs> What's that stuff on Doctor Who, man? The Daleks or whatever. It, it started. Right, Terminator. Everything you just thought. Exterminate. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Exterminate. <laughs> Exterminate. Everything you thought was going. Did you ever watch Doctor Who, Bobby? Yeah, yeah I used to watch it with Tom Baker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, see, kids don't know what to watch these days. Man, we had some good quality TV <laughs> back then. Yeah, but see, there's so much variety. Nobody can just get nobody, nobody can get on one accord with a TV show because it's like 300 channels, so it's something for yeah. everybody. But then it was just like you're limited. Three Shoot, networks. Four channels. Then, then. Uh, I, I know uh, I used to watch that on uh, public TV or whatever. Yeah, uh, PBS. PBS. And that and Nova and stuff. So that and three, two, one contact. And the Bloodhound the, game. The Bloodhound oh, game, yeah. <laughs> the Bloodhound game. <laughs> Even the cartoon and all that, you know. Right. Yeah. Stuff that you can actually, you know. Yeah. Away. I can fuss about how it used to be. All I want on the back here. <laughs> all right, fellas, yeah. shut this down. I appreciate y'all nah, hanging out. And uh, no, everyone you've been listening to, zone coverage on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more show information. You fellas have a good night. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Sex and Life with Eli Jakeman is full of interesting conversations with members of the adult industry, sex trade, and people like you with interests some might consider unusual. It's dedicated to educating and informing about the millions of ways our lives interact with our sexuality. Have a listen. We hope you learn something that may change your life for the better. That's Sex and Life Podcast. Dot com. <laughs>